Ah, it's time to relax. You know what that means. It's time for the Rocky franchise to go black and most likely never go back. This is the Original Janksters Podcast. I'm Kevin Jank. Uh, <clears throat> I'm full. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> I'm Peter Jank. <laughs> Yay! It was uh, touch and go on whether or not we'd be able to do this this week, but we are here to talk about the movie Creed. Mm-hmm. Next, the uh, the new extension of the Rocky franchise, I guess you could call it. Um, as we discussed last week, Rocky Balboa was kind of was supposed to be, and really is kind of in a way, the end of the Rocky franchise. At least the movies of him being the main character and you know the title character being in his name being in the title um and so he was kind of done uh even the last scene of the credits after the credits of rocky balboa where they show everyone running up the stairs and everything they cut to like this one shot of him standing on the steps just kind of looking over things and i heard in the commentary he was saying that yeah like they took that kind of just behind the scenes type photo when he was just kind of there realizing oh shit this is the last time i'm going to be doing this like just kind of the moment hitting him that, oh, man, like this is probably my last time, you know, being on the steps as this character. So he was officially done. He thought he would never play Rocky Balboa again. Um, but then cut to a couple years later and a director named Brian Coogler comes along pitching this idea to start up the franchise again in a new way, kind of uh, as the you know, as what it became, the movie Creed, uh, which would kind of explore the son of Apollo Creed and c- kind of show, you know, what the aftermath of Apollo's death was on Creed's family and all that kind of thing. And it would kind of pick up those pieces and hopefully it would have Rocky Balboa in it, which luckily he pitched it to Sylvester Stallone. And at first, I don't think he was really having it. Like, he, he was just kind of like, ah, I don't know. That seems weird. But I guess he did talk him into it it because he you know ended up doing the movie and i guess it did kind of you know he did like that it was kind of reinvigorating the franchise and telling a new story but keeping the whole legacy intact uh so that's that's good i definitely do like that in terms of like where i mean a huge part of hollywood these days is just taking old franchises and rebooting them or soft rebooting or relaunching or fucking what whatever you want to call it sequelizing things fucking 20 years after the fact. <laughs> it seems to be a uh-huh. lot of what movie making has become. <laughs> and uh, most of them are complete and utter trash. But I would say uh-huh. this, honestly, whatever you think of the movie itself, um, I'd say this one did it probably the best, or at least one of the best ways that you could do this. Um, because it, it was a great idea for a remake and it felt authentic and it didn't fall into a lot of the traps that other ones do. Um, <laughs> I see you giving me a quizzical look there, but it did, at least it didn't go down like the Ghostbusters 2016 route where it's just like, well, we're throwing out the old stuff. Like the, they could have done something very bad, which is be like, oh, we're going to remake Rocky, but now he's a black guy. Yeah. Now he's just going to be the Black Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not opposed to. I'm not opposed to Black Stallions. Like, that would have been awful, and I would have banned this movie and never watched it. But by what they did instead, by keeping all the legacy intact and getting the old characters back to pass the torch down to the new generation, that continues the old story, 
which I like. So all around, I think that's a great idea. That's a good thing to do. It also didn't fall into the Star Wars trap of, well, a couple of Star Wars traps, where they're just like, oh, let's do it the exact same thing, <laughs> shot for shot. <clears throat> well... I mean, this I mean, movie does kind of do that. Not shot for shot. There is a different story. But, I mean, it is... The movie ends the same way as the first <laughs> one did. <laughs> that That is fair. Uh, uh, but the difference, I would say, there being... At least... Black. I mean, a boxing movie can only end so many ways. <laughs> like, yeah. you can only do so much with a boxing movie. Where Star Wars... You can do anything. You have many different planets. You've got all kind of a whole galaxy full of shit. You've got crazy technology. You can do anything you want in this wide open galaxy. You don't have to do the same fucking shit. Go to the same type of planet and just build another fucking Death Star again. <laughs> you have kind of a point. <laughs> not all. Also, the other thing Star Wars did that I feel like this one did not do is that one is just like, oh, we're going to have minority characters be the leads and they're going to not have any, you know, character at all. <laughs> they're just going to be completely bland because you, they can't be if we show them having any flaws, that's racist <laughs> or sexist. So they have to be perfect and have to be just the greatest thing. And everyone has to like them at all times. And they have to be way strong than people who are, you know, better than them at things. Like Luke Skywalker, let's make Rey so powerful that she can do shit that Luke took tons of training to do without any training at all. She can just do it because women. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people say, you know, when something goes wrong and it's like a disaster and a lot of like things will get crazy, especially I would say about three years ago. We'll just say three years ago. when shit would just get nasty and things would just go bad. And, you know, like everything was just going south at once. Everybody would just say, thanks, Obama. But now (laughs) in this age, we have to say, because women. (laughs) I can say that for most things, to be honest with you. Yeah. Just most things, really. (laughs) Pretty much. How come this person cut me off without using a turn signal? Because women. (laughs) Oh, okay. They don't have to. (laughs) Quit trying to be the patriarchy and hold them down by making them obey the law. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Because women. (laughs) So above all else, I am glad that this uh, movie avoided those pitfalls. Um, I mean, this one... It does make sense that this franchise would move along, move forward with the son of Apollo Creed, because they've already established in the Rocky movies that Rocky's son is not a fighter. (laughs) No, he was already pretty old by the time the last one ended and had clearly never shown much of an interest in fighting. Um, Well, the fifth one, he definitely did. Don't don't you take that from him. That's true. He wanted to then, but his dad wouldn't train him. And by the sixth one, he was, you know, in probably later 20s and he was a hadn't really ever given it a shot. So, yeah. I don't think he was going to be a fighter at this point. Seems a little late for him. So that boat has already sailed. That wasn't the studio being like, you got to make the son not be a fighter because we want to have a black guy later on. Like, they didn't do that. Like, that was the story that Stallone wanted to tell. <laughs> he did that all himself. So... It makes sense that they would have 
the son of Apollo Creed come in now. And that's how the, you know, the future of that storyline would go. Makes sense. <laughs> let's let's back up a little bit. We'll tell a little story here. It oh, was, oh. I believe, Sorry. February something of 1985. And Rocky four had come out and blew all of our minds but unfortunately <laughs> Dolph Lundgren or well basically Drago killed Apollo Creed <laughs> killed him right there Dolph Lundgren killed him Dolph Lundgren right killed Apollo Creed and he died right there in what we thought was probably even earlier than 1985 because of the weird <laughs> timeline that Rocky serves now let's go to the future we'll talk about Creed 1 where Michael B. Jordan was born in 1987. <laughs> so now we're very confused, but this is Apollo's son, who was born two years after Apollo died. Which was actually technically probably still false because of that weird timeline in the beginning, where we still think that uh, Rocky IV was probably earlier than 1985 in the weird Rocky timeline. But here we are. He's 31 years old. About... <laughs> it's like... 33, <laughs> maybe 37 years ago, his dad died. But he's his son. Well, to be fair. Nope. <laughs> Dude, you can't to be fair anything. <laughs> no, no, no. Because here's what I'm going to say. I don't believe they ever say in Rocky Five that it's 1985. You mean Rocky Four? They don't pin that down. Yeah, Rocky Four. Right. They but... don't pin that down. No. They... And given the fact that Five takes place right after Four ends, that one came out in 19. 19- 1990. So clearly those had to meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah, but even you and I were like the cuz uh all right, let's let's back up cuz I'm actually interested in your <laughs> how we could try to somehow fit this movie into some sense as far as timeline. Now, I I'll 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 start by saying this. I liked Creed. All right, now let's back oh, up. Man. All right. Let's back okay. up cuz I'll I'll pull some flaws out of shit, don't worry. So yeah, there are some. So here we go. Rocky one came out in what the late seventies was it seventy eight? Seventy seven, seventy eight. Uh, uh, first one was seventy six. Okay, so seventy six. It was the bicentennial. Hachi machi. That's a long time ago. So <laughs> yeah. So then the second one came out immediately. Now timeline wise, <laughs> it was immediately after the first one. Now there was a year later, obviously. So now we're into seventy seven when the next fight happened. Okay. So then after that. I'll say maybe a year. I don't know the exact timeline, but we're. I would say maybe a year or two until the actual uh, Mr. T fight, which brings us to about uh, 79. I believe, believe they said that Mickey had moved in like three years ago. Okay. So it's been at least three years. So 1980. So now we're sitting at <laughs> 1980 as far as the timeline goes, and the Mr. T fight <laughs> happened. Then we're going to move says Rocky 4. Now you're going to tell me that Rocky 4 basically happened 10 to 11 <laughs> years later after the third one. <laughs> Although to be well well again, he had 10 title defenses. Mm-hmm. So in you know before Rocky 3. Yeah. So theoretically, how many times do you really fight in a given year? Probably twice. Well, I don't it seems know. Like there's a lot of lead up. I mean that's possible. But I don't – I can't so say that that's more like probable. Five years. I can't say it's probable just because even even if that's the case, I mean, it's still a stretch. But um, I don't think it's probable because back then the boxing was huge. Huge was – uh, it was huge in the 70s and 80s. 
because that I mean, uh, I mean, we didn't take medical care in the same vein <laughs> as we do nowadays, where it's just like, oh, we should only do maybe one or two matches a year because people are getting what is called some kind of medical science called brain <laughs> damage. So, like, back then, that was the thing, is there was a lot of fights. Because even, like, when I was looking up the stuff with Mike Tyson, he did, I think, five or six fights in one year in 1985. So, it, it was a, a big thing in 70s and 80s. So, I can't completely – I mean, I'll, I'll give you three years. I would even give you four years. That brings us to 81. <laughs> so, you're telling me that between <laughs> three and four was, what, uh, at least six to seven years? I don't think that that was the case. <laughs> I just don't think so. Yeah. Even in the fourth one, I would even boost it up a year because I know Apollo, no, because no, Apollo Creed uh, pretty much wanted to do the fight right right away because it was just supposed to be an exhibition. So he only did like a couple months. It wasn't like he trained for a year like he did in the second movie. Yeah. So the timeline to I mean, me just does not make sense. Granted, like I said, I do enjoy yeah. Creed. I just don't understand how this son came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you do have to fudge some numbers there. Did they say in the movie that he was born in 1987, though? No. Did they well, I, say that? I looked it up because I was like, man, this fucking Michael B. Jordan guy looks super damn familiar. And then I realized, oh, not only is this a sequel to the Rocky movies, but it's also a sequel to Chronicle. So I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, I looked him somehow up. Somehow survived getting struck by lightning. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I looked him up because uh, he looked really familiar to me, and I couldn't figure out where I knew him from. And then I saw – you know, when you go to IMDb, I, it's like the first thing you see is like a short bio and when he was born. I'm like, oh, 87, yeah. he's the same year as me. Yeah, he's not too much <laughs> older than me. Yeah, he's doing way better than me. Yeah, wait a minute. All the timeline's all mixed up. Let's figure oh, out. Shit. So then I had to go back to figure out when, when Rocky Four came out. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I remember talking about Rocky Four and trying to figure out where the timeline was. I was like, I think we thought it was earlier. So then I was like, this doesn't make any sense. This is really getting confused. That's pretty much making that this kid is about 36 and he's going to go into his first fights if he was born at that time. If we're using that timeline, right. this kid is starting at 36 to 37 years old. <laughs> that makes him way too old to try to get into it. Stick with your secretary job, dude. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I did like that he was kind of a secretary or whatever he was there. It kind of reminded me of like Fight Club. Yeah. Just kind of like getting in all these fights on the weekends and then showing back up to work with like black eyes and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I guess we should kind of get into it then. So basically where this story takes us is a young, young boy who looks like he's in some kind of a detention center or some kind of juvenile something. Yeah, juvenile. Some kind of shit. And he, uh, it opens up with him being in, uh, getting into a fight during lunchtime or whatever in the cafeteria. And they call in... Not his real mom, right? I believe. It, yeah. It, it was they, Apollo they call Creed's him the wife. new Mrs. Creed who was uh, – they had to recast. <laughs> the new Mrs. Creed. Um, yeah. But basically uh, she comes in and base, uh, just kind of let, lays down the knowledge on this kid saying, hey, you know what? You know, what was his mother dead, I think? Yeah, his real mother had passed away. Uh, they didn't say exactly why, but, I, you know, probably woman cancer. <laughs> because women <laughs> – and uh, so now this lady comes in and explains how, you know, Apollo is his actual dad. And how, he asks, how does she know that? And she says, well, that was my husband. And, you know, it, it's basically just to set up the story of who this kid is and where he's from. Uh, she yeah. takes him under Which his... props to Mrs. Creed for uh, for doing all this and taking him in, because that's got to be hard to do, to be like, 
well, my husband cheated on me. <laughs> and then the lady <laughs> died. And I'm going to, like, take in her kid. Like, this product of their affair. Like, that would be tough to do. Like, that's, that's good on her for being the bigger person in that one. Yeah, I agree with that. The only thing I don't agree with, and this is, I guess this is going to go into a weird, a weird segue, I suppose. But I know we were just talking about how, uh, <laughs> like, a lot of the movies nowadays don't really do the whole, you know, the racist themes or the uh, maybe stereotypical theming on shit. Um, you know, they, they try to enlighten them with glory and power. Um, <laughs> oh, because women, that's why they're so great now because women and black <laughs> rights. Um, those are most movies now. And this movie takes it like a step. Apollo Creed cheated on his wife. What? <laughs> you would never see that in the other movies. That's probably why uh, Sylvester Stallone is probably like, no, I don't want to do that. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Apollo Creed was not that type of guy. I guarantee you that's probably why he almost backed away from this project. That wasn't Apollo <laughs> Creed. He was proud of everything. He was proud of his family. He was proud of who he was. He was proud of his fighting career. Why the fuck would he cheat on him? At the very... <clears throat> like, moments. It had to have been moments before his last fight because <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense <laughs> i think you're exaggerating that timeline but i i mean apollo creed does seem uh, if you would have said like oh rocky has this illegitimate son he cheated on adrian i'd be like no 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 that doesn't make any sense but apollo i could see it no way like well, you can see it because you're being racist <laughs> no because he was that type like he's very out there and outgoing and braggadocious, and that's exactly the type of person who would be out there probably cheating. Oh man, <laughs> you're turning him into Bill Cosby. That's not how he was. He was always <laughs> like he was business. That's how he was. He seemed when he was braggadocious. There's no doubt about it. But when when his mind was set to something, he was just very business-like. It was just down to brass taxes. That's how it was. Right. The, every Rocky fight, it was just that. It didn't seem like anything was a side project. He'd always be focused on something. And then he would celebrate when he'd win and stuff like that or celebrate when, uh, you know, something cool would happen in his life. And, that, and and that's great. But I don't think he was the type of guy. He never seemed like the type of guy would cheat on his wife. That's insane <laughs> to me who's already got all these damn kids, which we never actually see again anyways. They all apparently yeah. went with them. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they'll show them someday. I'll tell you this, as of Creed 2, we still have not seen them. Perfect. It's mostly we'll just know. Creed interacting with uh, the mother. <laughs> That's about it. But He's never like, hey, let me go visit my brothers and sisters. <laughs> I just found it really weird when they brought that up. I was like, what? Really? Like he cheated on his wife? Like, that's insane to me. But anyway, so that actually happens. And the other thing, the other way I can rationalize that is we uh, saw parts of Apollo Creed. We didn't, it's never like we had a whole movie following his life. So we don't know everything he did behind closed doors. I'd love that. There's so. certainly room to maneuver there. <laughs> I would like to see a movie of Apollo Creed. Probably not now, but I would have liked to have seen yeah. that. Back he comes then. back as a zombie. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. Like, I don't want to see, like, uh well what the what's that damn kid's glover uh <laughs> the guy who played carl weathers no 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 not carl weathers um, um damn it who's the guy who played lando in that new solo glover? movie <laughs> oh donald glover yeah donald glover i don't want to see him like go back to like the days of just like all right i'm apollo creed and then we learn a backstory following oh, okay. uh this is america like i don't want to see that i mean i would have liked to have seen like a uh, actual apollo movie yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of did. I saw Apollo 13, so that was pretty good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so basically That's what we get 
is this, uh, you know, the following and the, the beginning of this, we learn about this Creed kid whose name is Donnie. I'm not going to say his actual name because I think it's a dumb name. Um, <laughs> Adonis. I'm not, uh, it I'm, is pretty dumb, but again, his father's name was Apollo. So Apollo is a cool name. The, uh, the Greek god names, <laughs> apparently. Anywho, so <laughs> he goes by Donnie and his last name now, well, has been Johnson. Uh, he didn't go by Creed because he took his mother's last name. Uh, so anyway, so what we get into is now Apollo, oh, not Apollo, Donnie, basically <laughs> is in this Mexican, like, T, I think it was Tijuana fight, and I think he wins. They don't really show the actual fight, I don't believe. I'm trying to remember. If it's pretty did. quick, but yeah. yeah, he wins. He wins pretty easily. Yeah, so he, uh... He, he's then, like 15-0 and 0 down in Tijuana, I believe. Yeah. So he's running through people down there, but nobody... Nobody wants to uh, take him and train him in Los Angeles. He keeps trying, and he even goes to little baby Duke, Duke's son, and uh, and he won't train him. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so we uh, we we move into his like business career where it seems like he's just living like almost this just plain Jane life, and he, that's not what he wants. He wants to obviously fight. He thinks he's a fighter. Uh, you know, and then it seems like there's also times where he just kind of almost idolizes somebody he knows that will put him in a shadow. You know, he watches and emulates a lot of the old Rocky and Apollo fights, and he's got it on a big screen, like projector thing, and he's kind of just emulating the fight scenes uh, from the movies uh, in the past, which is pretty cool. But yeah, uh, like Kevin said, basically he keeps going to all these gyms, they keep, you know, pushing him away. and till i'm not entirely sure i'm i'm probably skipping some stuff but he goes to philly uh but his mom his mom he does find um actually oh, no. speaking of what, before we before we leave la I, I don't know why duke's son wouldn't train him like that was kind of ridiculous it's yeah. just like oh these guys are hungry like you're you're rich you're not hungry like this guy grew up in like juvie and shit until he was like 10 or 11 yeah did like, he know that it was apollo's son though i can't remember if he actually yeah knew he says, he says, uh, this ain't no joke. You could die in the ring. Your daddy died in the ring. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so he knows, he fully knows who he is and the relationship that their fathers had, but he just kind of throws that all, you know, down the pooper. And it was and, down uh, the pooper. Oh, they do do a fight though, <laughs> uh, where he does yes. get, uh, so he takes on a, like a really quick fight with some guy, knocks him out basically really quick. And then the, he does another skirmish fight with this one guy named Wheeler, I think. And uh, Wheeler kind of runs him down. Now, this Wheeler guy will come up again later because he's kind of like a big you – know, <laughs> I wouldn't say he's like a big, big show kind of dude, but he he's not like a – He comes up later when they ask to use his fire ring to call Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah. Wheeler. <laughs> Joey Wheeler. You know, your sister <laughs> my sister Serenity. Um, <laughs> but um, basically – uh, he he gets his butt whooped by this Wheeler guy, who's kind of like pro. We'll just say he's pro because he's gonna do a pro fight eventually. Well, he almost does. Um, but yeah, not in this movie. No. Oh, in the next one, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, do we? Hold on. Wait. 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 Do we? See... Yeah, we see the two of them fight and. No, no, I'm thinking of the uh, next fight. Donnie, yeah, yeah, yeah Donnie puts his uh, his Mustang up on the line. He's like, anyone who can hit me, you know, land a solid shot on me, like, I'll give you my Mustang. And he beats that first guy real easily, but then Wheeler shows up and kind of just knocks the shit out of him and takes his Mustang. Yeah. <laughs> just grabs keys, walks out, all boss-like. 
but yeah, so eventually, uh, just to kind of excel the story, uh, what's his face? Uh, Donnie goes to uh, Philly where he wants or hopefully wants Rocky to basically train him because nobody in L.A. will train him. So he goes to Adrian's where Rocky's at and, you know, they're kind of reminiscing about some of the pictures on the walls and stuff like that. And he finally gets Rocky finally gets the information that, hey, this is Apollo's kid. Or at first he was kind of hesitant, like, what? No, 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 no. And then, you know, uh, Donnie yeah, tells him. Donnie about seems to know a lot of things that he shouldn't know. Oh, that the public doesn't really know. Uh, and he's do. just kind of like, how do you know all this stuff? We do get to hear about the third fight, though, which is really cool. Yes. So the, in the first movie, they got Apollo and Rocky, and Ro- Apollo wins. Second movie, Rocky wins with Apollo. But then right at the end of the second movie, they do uh, kind of like the a skirmish. third one. Oh, yeah, that's right. The third one, I meant yeah. to say. Um, uh, at the end of the third one, Apollo and Rocky uh, kind of do get out in the gym, just kind of like for fun and shits and giggles to see if Apollo still has it, and Rocky's just – killing it this is where we get that dumb line from apollo says oh no from uh rocky who says uh i can fight good but you're a good fighter or something like that <laughs> yeah somewhere right in there um i think it's you're a good fighter but i can fight good i don't fucking remember but anyways <laughs> i think it was creed he's like you're a, you fight oh, who said it i can't remember now i know i can't remember either you fight good oh yeah it was great it was creed you fight good but i'm a great you fight great but i'm a great fighter yeah that's right that's right. Um, but, yeah, so we never actually get to see the results of that because the fourth movie starts off with Rocky w- walking to his house and he's got a black eye and that's all we that's all we know. Um, yep. And then it was this, a mystery for this, just like 20 years. <laughs> yeah. But in this, we actually get some resolution where we find out that Apollo did actually beat Rocky in the skirmish match. I doubt it. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, who knows how hard they were trying. Like, yeah, how do exactly. you judge something like that? Like, they actually knock him on the fuck out so they couldn't get up in a 10 count? I can't believe they actually went that far. That's true. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, maybe Rocky's just like, all right, all right, all right, you win, you win. Um, but it, it, either way, uh, we do get some resolution there. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Donnie's asking these questions. Rocky's trying to figure out what's going on. And then we finally get to the conclusion where, yes, this is Apollo's kid. And uh, Rocky doesn't want to train him, so so uh, Donnie's like, yeah, well, I think he's burned by you know what happened in Rocky Five, and uh, he's not really looking to get back into the training game after what happened with Tommy Gunn, right? So he's like, well, I'm going to go to Mickey's gym, and he runs into this one guy that I've never seen in any other movie, but apparently is good friends with Rocky. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's training in this gym. I can't remember the guy's name. What's his name? Oh fuck! Uh, Who gives a shit? That's how that's how unimportant he really I, is. I almost <laughs> think they said his name. I think Rocky said his name was Peter at some point, which I feel oh. like I probably recognized right away. <laughs> you but, think? But I can't remember. I I can't. I couldn't tell exactly what uh, he said. You know what's weird? So I watched this movie, and even though Sylvester Stallone is older in this movie, why does he look better in this movie than he did in the other movie? <laughs> <laughs> Like, why does he just, like, genuinely look, I don't know, just looks healthier than, or less saggy. The last movie is just so saggy. The one where he actually, maybe because we don't see him without his shirt on this time. Yeah, maybe. That was kind of when his chest was the saggiest, was when he was in the ring. So saggy. Anyways, um, so uh, we meet up with this one guy, we'll just. Oh, by the way, I believe that Sylvester Stallone was the same age at the, when they filmed this movie, that uh, Burgess Meredith was when they did the first Rocky. 
So he's pretty much the same age that Mick was, really? which is fucking nuts because <laughs> the difference in how those two look is fucking insane. Especially since Mickey was supposed to be a great fighter as well back in his heyday. Yeah. Here, here we are. <laughs> that was a different time. Yeah, well, much different. Just less that was when they probably, Yeah, they didn't let like black people fight. <laughs> it was just like short Jewish guys doing this. <laughs> yeah, got it, Rocco. Um, but yeah, uh, so we meet up with this guy and this guy's training his son in the ring. Who's, I believe 17 and oh, or something like that. Um, or maybe even more than that. No, it is 17 and oh, cause I remember him bragging so. to Rocky saying, Oh, my, hey, it's my kid. He's 17 and oh, rock. Um, so, um, <laughs> I did like, by the way, the, uh, the, the, when they show a new fighter, they would kind of show their name and their stats, stats. on the screen. Yes. I like that as well. That was pretty cool. That was helpful. Um, but yeah, so we kind of get some interaction with uh, Donnie and this gym guy and his son. But I don't even think that kid. I mean, he's kind of training there, but it's like he isn't. He wants to be there, but he doesn't want to be there. But he's kind of doing stuff. But he really wants Rocky to train him. So eventually, yeah. um, oh, I guess I'll cut into this. There's too much story in this. But <laughs> Donnie's living in an apartment building. Shouldn't be surprised by that by this I point. I know, guys. <laughs> so in. much. But yeah, so he's living in this apartment, and below him is this girl that he meets up with because she's playing too damn loud music. And uh, I really don't care about this part of the story at all. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's okay, but it's not the it's not interesting. It's not as interesting as this kid who wants to be a fighter. I mean, I like. He's got no time for these love stories, huh? I don't mind love stories, but I don't want to talk about it. You know. <laughs> I just yeah. want to talk about the cool parts. Like, I, I don't, I have a problem with the two of them. It's some chick named Bianca. She's a musician who, uh, I don't want to talk too much about her. So I'll just get like a brief description so I don't have to keep yeah, talking just about all this yeah. shit. But basically, she is a musician ish slash singer who writes a lot of music and does a lot of live shows. And just to get straight to a lot of this shit, uh, basically, the two of them end up getting together. And, uh, you know, it, it seems to be a really cool relationship where the two of them, kind of just bounce back and forth off each other um in good ways um but yeah so that that's bianca and donnie so should mention um that she is a musician but she is also she has this progressive hearing loss problem so she is kind of going more and more deaf as the days go by uh and probably eventually will be you know mostly deaf uh so she kind of uses hearing aids which you know obviously given her her profession is not ideal because <laughs> no. uh, she's trying to kind of get as much music out now as she can before she loses her hearing and can't do this anymore. Right. So the two of them uh, kind of get together and do all this fun stuff. Uh, we'll talk about more of them later, yeah. but basically um, we, we finally it's mostly good. Although I got to say one thing uh, that I really did not like. Ooh, I got to say one thing as well during this one scene, but go ahead. Yep. The, uh, the part where he like starts trying to rap, like oh. that was just uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> We're just talking about like the cheese steak and the cheesecake. I want some cheesecake that you make. I'm like, oh god, this hurts. <laughs> like it's not even uncomfortable. So you're like, oh, it's funny how bad he is. They can bond over this. But it's like, no, I just like I feel unclean. <laughs> like I don't want to be here for this. This is terrible. I'm cringing so hard. I don't like that either. I will say, in the very first scene that we see the two of them together, where he's just like. Uh, you're playing music and I can hear you hear it through the floor. And then he says this line in this way. I got to wake up early tomorrow morning so I can work out. <laughs> what the fuck? 
That is pretty douchey right there. Well, it's not just douchey, but it was like some of the worst acting and worst line reading I've ever heard in my life. He's just like, I got to wake up early tomorrow morning so I can work out. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Bob. <laughs> I don't give a shit. God damn. I got to make fucking music. You got to work out. That's not even your fucking job. As far as I know. <laughs> I just hated how he said that line so bad. Like, I just remember, I was like, oh, boy. Like, I, he has not acted poorly in this movie until this very moment where I was, that was cringy. You got to go back and just watch that one scene, if anything. You just got to go, just get to the scene where him and Bianca are talking for the first time. <laughs> You'll hear that scene, you're just like, no, 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 no. It's all apart. I got to wake up early. Just go to your so neighbors and be like, I got to get up early so I can play board games. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true i should do that um i'm also still very confused about what a john is i don't know who gives a shit i didn't understand that at all <laughs> it just means everything like yep. uh that's that's confusing this is like hawaiians yep and oh means 17 different things uh-huh that defeats the purpose of language <laughs> um <laughs> So we moved past It was that. nice, though. Let's say one, uh, that it is nice. This many movies in, seven movies in, someone finally has a cheesesteak in Philadelphia. Yeah, I noticed that, too. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, it's finally happened. <laughs> mm. Alrighty, So I'll now try. Donnie finally convinces, it seems like, Rocky. Well, Rocky kind of goes through some stuff, and he's kind of reminiscing about some of the old stuff. Uh, and then Donnie shows up and helps him unload a truck, and it seems like Rocky's starting to lean, maybe a little into training him, because Donnie's like, just give me some drills, just give me something. Oh, here comes the finger. <laughs> oh, we should mention that the state of Rocky's life at this point uh, has continued to go downhill since pretty much since the end of four. It's just a constant downslide in Rocky's life from good to keep getting worse. Um, Adrian died, obviously, in the you know, was dead by the time the last one started. Now, by the time this one has started, uh, Polly is dead too. Uh, Duke is dead. <laughs> Hence his son is running the gym in LA. Um, his son has basically moved away to Canada and they're kind of strange. They don't really talk very much. So, so Rocky's really doesn't have a lot going on in his life. It's just kind of a constant, you know, downward struggle at this point. Yeah, so he's kind of just like, he's floating. He's got Adrian's still, so, I mean, that's about, I think, the only thing that's probably keeping them together at this point. But yeah. um, So they're unloading some groceries from the back of a delivery truck, and Donnie's just asking for some drills to just something, just give him something. So Rocky gives him some drills or whatnot, and, you know, some heartwarming scenes with technology. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> what <Wolf> cloud? <laughs> Oh, Rocky, when will you learn? When will you get smart? <laughs> Never. All right. Um, but yeah, so uh, eventually, finally, Rocky uh, decides to help the kid out because he, Rocky shows up at the gym where uh, his, you know, his good old friend that we've never seen before is there. And he's like, hey, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, this is my son, 17 and 0. And Rocky's like, oh, cool. Um, but he starts talking to Donnie and Donnie's like, hey, Unk. Hello, Unk. <laughs> Um, so basically, uh, Rocky starts training the kid 
and uh, going through drills and a couple montages here and there. And it goes back to the old school stuff, too, where you got to chase the chicken, which I thought was yeah. cool. <laughs> which he did pretty quickly. It's like chickens are slowing down now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, they do a lot of a couple more montages and whatnot and eventually get to the point to where uh, – because I think the big thing happens after the first fight. Uh, yes, it does. Um, so uh, eventually we get to the point to where uh, Donnie is going to fight that one guy's son, which I can't remember his damn, like, nickname. I know the other one was oh, pretty. Oh. What was the other thing? Yep. What was that guy's uh, name? I can't even remember his name at all. Um, I don't remember. Something like a snake something. No, it's definitely not the snake something. <laughs> I thought oh. it was snake related. Um, Hold on. Two characters. Creed IMDb. Not Creed 2. We're in the first one still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. That's going to give me the wrong shit. Uh, the Stuntman? Was that it? No, that was that was Wheeler. Pretty no, I think the it lion. was. So it was the lion. Man. The lion. Leo the lion, Sporino. Yeah, yeah Sporino. It. Oh, let me see if I can try to the other. Find... It was Pete. <laughs> His name was Peter. Ha-ha! <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Peter Sparino. Well, anyways, so... Um, Peter Sparino. So we we find the, uh, the the two of them, you know, have been training up until this point. Uh, Pete and, I guess, Rocky agreed to have the two of them fight in a... Uh, was it considered an exhibition match? I would imagine it was. It wasn't a title or anything. So I guess it was just a... Uh, well, just I mean, a neither one of them has the title, so it's just kind of a regular match. Right. It's not exhibition because it does kind of count for standings. Like, I guess that's how you get to have a title shot is you Getting fight enough of these up. lower level fights and yeah <laughs> um i will say this so when we finally get to this fight with the, uh, leo and donnie and this fight which was different than the last fight which is crazy but the way yes. they shot this fight was incredible it really Fucking was <laughs> incredible i've this is what i was waiting for when i was watching these movies it was a good fight that made me feel like I was there, and I'm not going to lie. It did make me feel like those punches, and the, the camera kept spinning in such a way that the punches were coming at both Leo and Donnie to where it made you feel like you were getting hit by them, and then it would spin around, and then you could see them doing the punch. It was like it was putting you not only in the first person but also in this uh, the other person's perspective. It, it was so yep. crazy the way they shot it, and it, it looked like it was almost all in one take. So it was choreographed beautifully. It was. It was entirely one take, which is fucking nuts. There's no cuts in that single fight at all. It's like I think it's only about two rounds of a fight, two yeah. or three. But yeah, it's entirely one long shot. Yeah, it was the second. It was the second round. It, it was just amazing, just yeah. amazing the way they shot this uh, this entirety of the scene. Um, but yeah, so Donnie, Donnie comes out victorious out of this one. Uh, he takes a couple hard hits in the first round, but ends up uh, ends up pulling up this cool like jab uppercut thing that knocks this Leo guy down, and he's out for the count. So this boosts him up to sixteen and zero, and now he wants more. He's hungry. So um, <laughs> now before we get to this, uh, Pete Sperino, uh because basically Donnie's been wanting to make his own name. He wants to be known as yeah. Donnie Johnson. And uh, Pete Sperino kind of makes a couple calls before the fight happens, and he finds out that this is Apollo's kid. Rocky says, hey, let's just keep this between you and I as good old friends. You know, 
you know, because thankfully in those first five movies, we saw that friendship build. So um, <laughs> Pete's like, yeah, that's fine. But then his kid loses. So, of course, he probably spills that news to everybody trying to soak up as much money as he possibly can. Yeah. Um, probably makes that guy look less bad. I'd like, oh, he lost to Creed's son. You know, that that's understandable. <laughs> that makes it look like a better loss, I guess, if you lost to the son of a champion. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, so that was the thing that uh, Donnie didn't want. He didn't want to live in his dad's shadow. He didn't want anybody knowing that Apollo was his dad. So he just wanted to make his own status. He wanted to make his own uh, legacy, if you will. Um, but, of course, the news gets out. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it does suck that, like, his very existence, like I said, since he's the product of this affair that Apollo had, his very existence, like, kind of tarnishes Apollo's legacy in a way, because now people know that he was cheating on his wife and shit like that, so it, it kind of sucks that that's, <laughs> just pe- just by people knowing that, like, that puts a target on your, your kind of tarnishes his legacy. Yeah, and, and they do bring that up in the news as well, and they keep saying, you know, this is probably why it's been kept secret, because it is something that was a controversial thing that happened back then, and nobody even really knew about it. Um, either way, uh, we get to some more training and stuff like that, and during this training, um, uh, well, we'll say this, before we get to there, to that point, um, uh, that Wheeler guy and this other guy named Pretty Ricky, Pretty something. Rick, what was his name? <laughs> uh, Pretty Ricky Conley. Yeah, Pretty or Ricky Conlin. So basically, yeah, Wheeler and this Conlin guy were supposed to fight. But Conlin, during an interview, punched Wheeler in the face. And basically, <laughs> they were going to sue him for all this money. And they called the fight off because of this guy's actions. And uh, th- the fight never happened. So to kind of get his... Oh, we should mention that Pretty Ricky Conlon is the current champion at this time, but he is also going to prison soon. Because uh, apparently there was some kind of an incident where he had a gun and he shouldn't have, and he got his face in charges. So he will soon be going to prison and is going to have to vacate the title. Uh, so they're trying to squeeze in one last match before he can, uh, you know, before he goes to prison. And that was supposed to be the fight with Wheeler, but now since Wheeler can't fight, that's kind of off at this point. Exactly. But now... Uh, ever since the news broke out, uh, his manager pretty much says, Hey, we could do this match with Creed's son. This would be an amazing match with you and him. And they finally come to terms. Yes. Let's, let's, let's talk to, uh, Donnie and we'll see, we'll see what we can possibly do. Um, so, uh, I, they, they end up doing this and, um, they say, Hey, we'll do this fight. We'll have this fight with the, the champ and you, but under one condition, you have to hold the name Creed. Got to have the name Creed uh, for the advertising and the uh, the match itself. So Donnie has to take a couple, like uh, I think a few hours or a day or something like that to pretty much just gather his thoughts. And between him and Bianca, they both agree that, hey, you know what? You should use the, the name. It's your dad's name. This isn't just a shadow that you're living in. It's a legacy that you're building. And it's not just under Apollo's name. It's, it's under your name as well. This is who you are. It's, it's a good scene. So... Yeah, they agree with it and they start training. <laughs> it's funny. It's kind of funny that like there's a couple scenes with uh, him and Bianca where he keeps kind of leaving out certain facts about his past, where she's just like all of a sudden finds out like, oh, when are we going to tell me your uncle's Rocky Balboa? <laughs> oh, yeah. And first she's like, wait, your uncle's white? <laughs> yeah. Again, I could uh, de- yeah. I could do without a lot of the Bianca scenes. I'm glad that she was there, but I really don't care. So, um, <laughs> So during the training, uh, we see 
Rocky and uh, Donnie in the ring kind of just like doing some uh, practice, like shadow boxing and stuff like that. And Rocky's like, hey, I got to take a second. He goes over to the corner. It starts throwing up. He's like, oh, that's never happened before. And then he kind of just like falls to the ground. And he's like, that's never happened before. <laughs> so uh, uh, Not unless someone's punching me. Yeah. So Donnie takes him to the hospital. And unfortunately, uh, we, we, we find out that uh, Rocky's got the cancer. Now, Donnie wasn't there when they discussed the results. Uh, that, that came like a day or two later, but, uh, Rocky, Rocky at this point is just like, you know, I really don't have anything to live for. And she's like, well, no, we can, we can get this cancer. We could do some surgery and get the cancer out of you, start the chemotherapy. It, it, it doesn't sound like it, 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 it seems that it doesn't sound that bad. It sounds like something that could be treatable, but Rocky yeah, like, cut it early. Yeah. So should be treatable, but Rocky doesn't want to go through with it. He really has nothing left. And it is actually a very sad scene where he says, Adrian did that and it didn't work out for her. And I was like, yeah. Oh God, that's, that's, that's heart wrenching. Um, he's like, I don't want to really do that. Is. I don't want to do that either. And she's like, no, you could do this stuff. So she's just like, well, here, at least here's some pamphlets, kind of look them over, you know, hopefully, hopefully you can go with it. And Rocky just takes them, puts them in his pocket. Uh, later on, he goes to the gym where Donnie was training pretty much just says to Donnie, Oh yeah, I missed a train or the train was late or something like that. Uh, so Donnie, yeah. you know, wasn't, he didn't realize that, uh, Rocky was at the, uh, the hospital at the point or at the time. So anyway, so basically what ends up happening is, is after they're done training, uh, Donnie goes back to the gym where Rocky's coat was, where the pamphlets were. And he sees the pamphlets and he's like, Hey, you weren't going to tell me this. What are you going to do? Are you going to start your treatment? And Rocky's like, no. So he's basically saying that I've got nothing left. And then, you know, obviously there's a debacle between him and Donnie because Donnie's like, well, what about me? You're training me, yeah. you know? And, uh. It goes into this huge, huge thing. Um, obviously, Donnie's really pissed off. Rocky's just kind of like letting go, and uh, meets up with his girlfriend at a, a concert. What I what I like about this scenario is that you can totally understand where both of them are coming from. It's not like oh, one person's definitely you know right, one person's definitely a fucking idiot. Like right. I can totally understand both their perspectives, and it's a very good conflict because you know they're both kind of right in their own way, like. You definitely understand why Rocky would just want to, as he says, like, if if something's broke, I'm not going to fix it. That's kind of what I decided. So you can kind of see why he would just, you know, be officially okay with just dying at this point. Right. And you you almost feel for Rocky as in, like, man, I hope, you almost want him to just, like, let go. Like, I don't want that to happen, but yeah. you almost do because he just has lost so much. And it's just so crazy. Uh even like yeah, you looking, don't want to be the first one to die, but you also don't want to be the last one to die either because your life's just fucking miserable then. Right. <laughs> so it's like it's like you want him to say goodbye to the world just so he can move on, which is really weird because you think about this and it's just like, wow, I can't believe how old Rocky is technically in this movie because he even keeps calling the guy uh, Donnie like hey, a young kid or stuff like that. Where like when we start watching the series that was Rocky basically in that I mean about yeah, 20 years yeah. younger than Donnie is, but, uh, it was Rocky, <laughs> uh, you know, in the beginning. And it's just crazy to watch this timeline of him from the beginning to now. Uh, but anyways, yeah. uh, so Donnie's really upset. He goes to his girlfriend's concert where, you know, he kind of brings this emotional state with him, and he's kind of trying to be there with them. But a lot of people are like, Hey, what's going on? Baby Creed, blah, 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 blah. He's obviously not very happy with those, uh, those words. So, you know, it kind of punches some people and shit like that. And his girlfriend's like, fuck you. You're pretty much done. I'm, I'm done with that. Yeah. So he, uh, he, he gets put into jail. Rocky, it seems like, was going to bail him out. 
But Donnie's just like, get the hell out of here. I'm done. You're done. You want to be done with me? I'm done with you kind of thing. And Rocky kind of gives him his two cents, like, hey, you know, maybe we could try to work something out. But Donnie didn't want to hear anything. Um, the, the two of them are just very hard-headed, stubborn people, apparently, in certain times. So uh, Donnie uh, shoes him away and another heart-wrenching scene where you see Rocky leave. Um, so he finally gets out of jail, tries to apologize to Bianca. Bianca just doesn't want any part of it. Tries to explain that it was, you know, he's not trying to come up. And I do like the scene. I wasn't trying to come up with excuses, but I did just find out that Rocky has cancer literally just before I got to your show. And it's like, I like how he apologized with that. Because most people would just say, well, I'm I'm just, you know, it it was because of this. No, 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 no. he didn't say that. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm not making excuses. But I do want you to know that basically I wasn't emotionally there. Right. It's not an excuse, but it's the reason why this happened. Right. And I I thought that that was very, very well said. And – uh, but anyways, Bianca still doesn't even want to hear it. And he, and she doesn't want to hear it to the point to where she even takes out her hearing aids. So she doesn't have to hear it. Um, <laughs> that's cold. Yeah. Pretty cold. Uh, but yeah, basically what ends up happening then is, oh, I don't remember. Actually, does he go back to Rocky and pretty much just like kind of talk to him or like, how did that, even, how did that go down? I don't remember. Uh, they were, yeah, they were having dinner and they just kind of finally come to terms uh they basically donnie's kind of like well if we're gonna do this if i'm gonna fight you're gonna fight you're gonna have to fight too (laughs) you know yeah this is just like any other fight you fought before in the ring you just it's just a little bit different but it's you got that same determination you still gotta just have that same drive and he's like you know maybe this you, you lost everybody else but you still have me like you have me i'm your family now like and rocky finally kind of sees it his way uh after kind of brushing that off earlier he's just kind of like oh you know we're not really family even though they've had a lot of good scenes together where you really felt that they were very close but clearly rocky's just kind of like you know he was kind of just wanted to die basically yeah it's so just like some new kid to... that just decided to step into his life i mean it doesn't have yeah. this emotional uh like grasp like he did with like the other you know with like paulie or adrian or even pete's superino <laughs> you gotta live for Pete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's tough. Uh, but yeah, so um, the two of them decide to do the fight. Rocky decides to continuously train him as long as Rocky can get treatment. So it, he's under chemo, which the effects in this are pretty great because it makes you feel like he is doing chemo. <laughs> like it's crazy yeah. <laughs> how he's changing throughout the the days, weeks, months. Um, while he's training Donnie, because it does look like he's going through chemo. Like he starts to lose his hair. He's getting weaker. Like the way that they, they had him do this change was just so like, wow, man, this really sucks for Rocky, but it's like, it sucks for Rocky, but it's like, yeah, you can do it. Rocky, you can pull through. Um, I gotta say like, as far as like getting you to care about this new franchise, and getting you to like your new main character, this is a pretty good way to to do that, like a pretty good shortcut to making you really care about Donis Creed because you're just like, well, if it wasn't for him, like Rocky, this beloved character that we all love, would be dead (laughs) because if he wasn't there to fucking give him a reason to live, like he would have died. And so nobody would have even known about it either because they're not going to have Rocky 7 dead. (laughs) It's true. That would be a pretty 
pretty boring and upsetting movie all at once. (laughs) But by showing him being very compassionate and going to all of Rocky's doctor's appointments with him and doing all this stuff, it really makes you feel for or Adonis and really makes you care about the character. Uh, and also, yeah, I agree that the transformation that like Stallone does in this movie is pretty staggering. Um, he was nominated for an Oscar for the first time since the first one for this movie. And he didn't win, which is a fucking crime because I would have totally given it to him. Instead, they gave it to fucking Mark Rylance for bridge of spies, which who even fucking saw that movie or knows who Mark Rylance is. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, he still has. I mean, he's never won anything, fortunately. So well, I'm not saying he's the best actor. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's the greatest performance of all time, but he was certainly better than Mark fucking Rylance. <laughs> of the people in that category, I would have given it to him for sure. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know what I was out that year, so... Okay. Well, either way, um, so we finally we'll just get straight to it. They finally get to the big old nasty boy fight, and it's in uh, looks like London somewhere. Oh, Liverpool actually. Um, yeah. So that's where the fight's taking place against this Conlon guy, and uh, so well, here we are. And uh, they keep you know Rocky keeps kind of like slowly spoon feeding him surprises, like Bianca shows up while they're there, and then. Uh, his mom gives him a package with Apollo's old shorts in it, which is weird because yeah. I thought Rocky had the shorts. So now I'm all sorts of confused. <laughs> Maybe Apollo just had many I, pairs of uh, American yeah. flag shorts. That would make probably sense. The one thing I didn't like, and I should probably like it, is the fact that both of his names were on there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, if- that's what makes me think these are new shorts. I don't know that they actually are the same ones that Apollo wore. I don't even remember those saying Creed. No, I don't think, I think they those did. Were just I, I mean, you could just get those Rocky would have looked stupid wearing those later on. Later. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, either way, I don't like. I don't know. I don't know where, what I would have done. I guess differently. Maybe I would have just picked one of them. I would either embrace the name uh-huh. Creed, or I would try to make my own legacy, Johnson. I don't. It's almost to me wearing those shorts is like the end of Freddy vs. Jason, where everybody wins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know. To me, it's not like it's a fight though between those. Those two sides. It's more coming to terms with who you are and embracing that both of those are part of you. Yeah, no, I get it. And I'm I'm not completely against it. I almost just wish that they chose one. I'm just conflicted with it. I think it's a good choice that they did both. But I wish they just chose one because I would have been – to me, I think it would have almost been more heartfelt. It's like, oh, sweet. No, he's actually starting to embrace Creed. You know, It's in his blood. That's awesome. Or – Man, yes, he's trying to make his own name. He's actually going against what the actual uh, the, the 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 title match is called. It's not Conlon versus Creed. It's Conlon versus Johnson. So I I would have liked that, but no, he. But on his shorts, he's got both <laughs> names, which again, I'm not yeah. I'm not completely against. I, I, I it's good. It's good in the movie. So, anyways, I just wanted more Johnson in the movie. I wanted more Johnson, <laughs> more Creedy weenies. Um, <laughs> So the two of them are in the uh, the ring, and uh, they start uh, uh, duking it out. Uh, they keep uh, duking it out. Now uh, Conlon looks much more powerful because he's got he's got a longer reach. He's uh, he's a taller yeah. guy and he's got a longer reach. And, Once uh, again, uh, they did get a, another real life boxer to play pretty Ricky Conlon. Uh, this was a real you know uh, London or maybe I think he's Scottish. Tony Bellow, I believe his name is. I don't know. Uh, he, he was, killed it. Though. Yeah, he's a big like, continental guy. Yeah. He was actually, I would say, of the three actual boxers 
that we've seen so far, I would say he's my favorite for sure. Um, I probably still would have liked it if they had an actor <laughs> instead of a boxer, but this guy was pretty good. Uh, the accent kind of made him memorable and at least stand out a little bit. And I did like his, uh, his, his like kilt shorts <laughs> that he had going on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I really liked this guy. This guy was pretty cool. Um, I mean, yeah. he was that... I, he wasn't a bad actor. It just seemed he, like he was a real person. So yeah. I, I liked that. Because, I, be, I mean, for all intents and purposes, he was a real person. He was just a boxer playing yeah. a boxer. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, the fight between the two of them begins, and uh, Ricky's really laying down into him. Uh, he's got the reach on Apollo and Apollo. Or Apollo um, Donnie. But Donnie gets a couple good, uh, you know, licks in, but, you know. Uh, a good couple kicks in. Couple kicks, couple <laughs> this licks. This is supposed to be a sticks. boxing match. <laughs> Lick him up, stick him up. Me in the shins. Throw it in your throat. But basically, um, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's going round for round, round for round, where one of them looks a little bit better than the other one. Uh, the camera's not like the other fight with the lion. Um, yeah. It is more of like a, a pay-per-view event almost in a way where – uh, you're watching the fight almost as like the camera is kind of just different shots, different angles and stuff like that. And the fight looks good. It's well choreographed. It's not like Rocky. Yeah, you're the just like one thing. Doof, <laughs> doof. You can't see what I'm doing, but I'm throwing a punch. And about three seconds later, I'm doing <laughs> doof. Yeah, that's true. The punches do look a lot better. The only thing I didn't like about this fight is they, uh, the CGI of the audience it was kind oh, of distracting. <laughs> so bad. Okay, I'm glad that I, I wasn't the only one who noticed that. That was weird. Like, yeah. you could tell everything was just in a weird green screen, and the way that they did everything was just weirdly done as far as it bringing CGI. It looked like some CGI. weird shade of blue and stuff that, like, well, that doesn't look real at all. Like, <laughs> hey, everybody's doing this, too. Almost in sync. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think they only literally filled the first three or four rows, and then just decided to put this green screen of effects to make it look so much bigger and it, it i don't know it looked kind of stupid <laughs> i mean it did it, it it effectively worked but it did look weird but yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't ruin the movie right? but yeah the fights keep going on and on and on and i kind of already spoiled it earlier but it gets all the way to the 12th round where the two of them are really going to town on each other but uh donnie goes in for this wicked sweet oh, wait, punch. Wait, wait. okay uh, but then uh, at a certain point, like oh, uh, the eye, get yeah, Johnny's eye gets so swollen, like his left eye, they already cut his like right eye. Now his left eye is so fucking wicked slow, swollen that like he can't see a thing out of it. The guy comes over to give him the test. He covers up his good eye and is like trying to hold up fingers and like, how many do you see? And he just doesn't see shit. And so like his cut man is just kind of. Kind of tapping on the back of his head to kind of let him know what numbers he should be saying. So he totally fucking cheat the system there. But it was so fucking great because he's just that committed to fucking continuing this fight. Yeah, he's Rocky's down saying, I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to go back in there. I don't want to lose you like Apollo. And he's like, no, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. Um, I don't think they actually cut his eye. I think they just, uh, I think, what's his face? Ricky punched him in the eye and he started bleeding. It was like the first or second round. Like he, yeah, that's I, I, true. I don't think they actually cut his eye. I was honestly, I was waiting for them to cut his left eye. Though I was like, oh god, here we go, Rocky <laughs> one all over again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I do like that scene where he's like tapping on the back of his head that counts. I thought that was cool. Yep. I was like, oh, that's so good because I didn't even catch it when he said, "How many fingers am I holding?" Four, and he was like, well, "Okay, now how many fingers am I holding?" And then you see the tap uh, again on his head. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> I thought he guessed the Pretty first time. Slick. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, they get to the 12th round. They're both exchanging blows back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until Donnie gets one really good one right into the face. And then it knocks him uh, uh, pretty Ricky, pretty Ricky Bobby all the way down. <laughs> and he's down on the count. They said that this is the first time in all 32 matches or whatever he's ever hit the canvas. And uh, he's on the ground basically for a solid eight seconds. I mean, he's stumbling to get back up. But uh, this is where there's one second left in the round. And they, on the 12th round, you can't call it. It's got everybody's got either got to be standing or whatever, to you know, for the bell to ring. Um, but he hits the ground right when there's one second left. And you think that Donnie's going to pull this one out with a knockout. Uh, but unfortunately, he gets up before the 10 seconds hits. And then the match ends. Um, <laughs> it's a split decision. Yep. With the favor going into uh, Pretty Ricky Bobby's corner. So, uh, unfortunately, it's just like exactly Rocky won. But everybody's cheering on uh, Creed because he's this basically underdog guy who makes it really count. And he just shows a lot of heart in the ring. What, what does this sound like? Yep. So, sounds <laughs> sure like, sounds like Rocky. Sounds like Rocky. <laughs> I did like the uh, the part in the fight where, where Creed goes down and he's like fucking passed the fuck out, like just laying oh, there, yeah. unconscious or fucking dead, and then just like has this like little vision in his head, and then bam, bam pops right the fuck up, <laughs> like he literally looks unconscious and just all of a sudden on his feet. <laughs> the announcers Ready even said it looked like he possessively got up because <laughs> it, it looked like he great. got. It looked like he got possessed by a ghost and just shot up to his feet. You know what's weird, though? I can't remember if it was in this match or this, the first match, but like the the ref kept counting even though he was standing already. He's like, I'm awake. I'm, I'm, I'm standing. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. eight, nine. He's like, I'm standing. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. What more do you want? You want me to blow you or what? <laughs> but uh, – I want to win this match, but not that bad. But it's weird because then this one, like, he's laying down on the canvas for a solid, like, five to eight seconds, it seems like. And then he just, like, stands up like a, like an erection. And <laughs> the ref is like, all right, no, that's good. I like it. I like it. And I stroke him off later. I like your chutzpah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. The, uh, the, other, the other part in the fight that I really like was, uh, I think, right before the 12th, brown they're him and rocky are having their little talk in the corner there and everything and he's just like i gotta go out there i you know rocky doesn't want him to go but he's like i have to i have to go out there and prove that i'm not a mistake and that's just fucking like that really just cuts you right to the core he just wants to go out there and prove that he's not the break man he's a proto man (laughs) damn (laughs) oh now i gotta love this franchise now (laughs) i know right (laughs) It all comes back to that. <laughs> I have a name. My father called me Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he wasn't alive then. That's true. He wasn't alive. Not for two, three, maybe even four years. So. He <laughs> was frozen his sperm and then cheated. That's, That's the only thing I could think of. There's no other reason why this is even a thing. Anyways, uh, and then the movie yeah, basically I, I, ends where uh, they kind of Rocky and Donnie run up the the steps. Rocky kind of is oh, yeah, first. Oh, first, first, first. Uh, pretty Ricky Connolly after the fight goes to Adonis. And he's like, "Wow, that was great!" And he kind of tells him, "You're the future of this league, or the future of this, you know, whatever." <laughs> not the league. It's not a Pokemon league, but baseball. You're league. the future of this belt. <laughs> the future of the MLB. Basically, yeah, kind of let him know that he believes in him and. 
kind of saying that, you know, you did a great job, but you're probably going to win this at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a great fight. It was a good, good scene. Um, right after that, like I was saying, uh, Donnie and Rocky start running up the old Philly steps and you know, what's weird oh. is the statue was back in this one, huh? Yeah. Even though in the back. last one, they said they tore it down, huh? Little, little weird. <laughs> well, they said, they didn't say they tore it. They didn't say they tore it down, like destroyed it. <laughs> it's a little weird, huh? <laughs> Anyways, uh, they were, no one said it that they 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 said that they, somebody ate it or something. But uh, they run up the steps. But Rocky was unfortunately he's kind of gassed out at this point. And it's not just because he's old. I don't think it's just probably the chemo. He's just weaker it's, at this yeah, point. Um, yeah. So, but he still get, manages to get up those steps, and they kind of share a moment on the steps, and the movie basically ends. Um, like I said, I really like this, movie. which is kind of crazy. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm glad that they found a new way to do the stair scene because, like, they've done that so many times, but. But like it's like, well, they can't possibly do it in a different way that they haven't done before. But they really did by having him go up there while he's sick and just kind of slowly limping there, but still having the victory of getting to the top because he's so sick that he probably shouldn't be doing this. But he's pushing I, himself. So I, I did also like Donnie's version of what I would call the stair scene. Yeah. Are you going to are you going to talk about the same thing I am where it's not really stairs at all? <laughs> yep. OK. With a bunch of like bikers. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. a bunch of like motocross people on uh, some like motocross bikes and like quads and uh, like Donnie. I do like this, and this was really cool. The way that Donnie was running reminded me identically how Apollo ran when they were uh, racing on the beach. The way he was wow. just like jogging, like I was like, oh my god, that looks just like Apollo did. So I was like, that's so cool. I don't know if maybe that's just how uh, Michael B. Jordan actually does run. But if mm-hmm. that's not, it's such Maybe attention he to detail. It. Yeah, yeah, to where they made it, made him run in that way because nobody run, runs in like like when I run, I like my upper body doesn't really move. I'm just like sprinting as fast as I can. But the way that he was doing it, it was the jerking of forward. I was like, that's exactly how Apollo ran on the beach. And I was like, that's such uniqueness. If that's how they did that, if they did that on purpose. Wow, but I didn't yeah. even notice that. But I definitely got to go back and watch that again. Yeah, man. It, it, I just rolled a nat twenty. <laughs> now you got it <laughs> yeah I did it. I did it guys um but yeah uh i do like that scene a lot i like that it was different than yeah. rockies i like that it was it was probably more over the top than it should have been but i'm not even against <laughs> it because i mean it's kind of like rocky too where the whole town was kind of joining in and running along with him so instead of running they were riding their little motorized fucking shit <laughs> so it's kind of like that uh, um I liked it a lot, and I gotta say, I really like the, uh, the the fighting stronger song that they kind of play there. It's very reminiscent of the Rocky, you know, gonna fly now, but Modern. it is different. It is very, yeah, it is very Creed. It's its own thing, but it still has certain you know elements of the old one. So I yeah. like that a lot. I, really, I, I, I actually really liked that. the music in this movie a lot. I'm not a fan of rap, but it made sense because that's what Donnie listened to. That's what Donnie his background or whatever, you know, he listened to growing up. I'm glad that, I mean, I like that they even brought in some of the old Rocky, uh, like sounds and stuff like that for bits and pieces of it, because it still made you think, Oh yeah, this is still truly a a version of a Rocky movie, but it was a new story within that, that timeline. And I liked that. I liked that we were learning and becoming part of this Creed characters, uh, or Donnie characters, uh, life 
through his eyes. Not so much. We've, we've yeah. seen Rocky. We've seen, we've heard it all. We've done, we've done, we've done, we've done, done it all. Um, <laughs> but now we get to see this new version. And, and, and I thought that that was cool. All the music was great. I liked, I liked Michael B. Jordan in this movie. I liked, I really liked uh, Sylvester Stallone in this movie. Um, yeah. Overall, this is a really fun movie to watch. I am really looking forward to watching Creed 2. Yeah. What do you think happens in Creed 2? Oh, well, I, I kinda, think you probably I, I know. Saw, I, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen the title picture or whatever where it's uh, Drago and I would imagine probably his kid in that movie, which is weird. <laughs> Boy. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. <laughs> It's weird to me because what what boinked what boinked Drago, what boinked him? I mean, he was he was with Brigitte Nielsen in the last movie. But did she actually boink him though? <laughs> yes, <laughs> she was more man than he is. <laughs> <laughs> so it, he's mom. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm interested to see. I don't know. I mean, I just know that Dolph Lundgren's going to be in there. Uh, yeah. I don't know who his son is. I, like I said, I've just seen like a poster of it's like Rocky and Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> see how I like merge those universes facing together, off. facing <laughs> off with their basically their sons almost. Yeah. Rocky's correctly. black boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I really, I really like Creed. Uh, it's it's a great. Like I said. It, it's probably the best version of this of relaunching a new franchise, telling a new story, but keeping the old characters around to kind of continue it along. Um, it is a very emotional story. It's, it's it's crazy to see, you know, what Creed left behind after he died. Like that's got to tear, you know, families apart, let alone a kid who never even met his father. Like that does bring a whole, whole fresh new angle that we didn't get in their other Rocky movies. Yeah. Like Rocky. I mean, we don't really ever talk about Rocky's parents. <laughs> That's true. Uh, There was one deleted scene I saw on Rocky Balboa where he's talking to Steps um, about his dad. And then he kind of talks a little bit about his parents. Where he's just like, he's like, (laughs) because I guess he's like, well, how does that make you feel? Like, you angry and stuff like that? And uh, he starts telling him that apparently his father, like Rocky says, his father took off in one direction. And his, his mother took off in like the opposite direction. So it sounds like they just both kind of abandoned him, which... Fucking sucks. <laughs> it does suck. Which I guess that explains why they're like, never around. Like, you never see grandparents come to visit little Bobby. I really, <laughs> really <laughs> wish that the sixth movie didn't exist. <laughs> I hate that whole damn thing. Oh, oh. oh God. I, almost, I, I, I hate Steps. The they didn't even bring that. them back. We never hear of <laughs> yeah. Steps or Little Marie ever again. Yeah. Oh God. I don't know what happened with I them. hated I hated that they were in there and especially not in here. <laughs> like that doesn't make any damn sense. Now I'm I'm more pissed off probably more about that now <laughs> than the fifth movie. The fifth movie was terrible, but at least we saw him training some kid and it go poorly, and that's why he's hesitant in doing it again. That makes sense. This movie or that movie, <laughs> the sixth one was just like nah. I could do without that one. I probably hate that one more than the fifth one. Now watching this movie. I mean, I definitely don't feel that way because the sixth one, I still, I still enjoy that movie. And other than, like I said, the little Marine steps, like I said, I guess they weren't really romantic. That's, that's what I, yeah, but they were gaining a friendship. 
there was some kind of a right. friendship going on, and it seemed like it was building more and more. And then in this movie, he's lost everyone. I'm assuming that Steps got into a crazy gang and shot his mom and then killed himself <laughs> then, since he's lost <laughs> everyone. But thankfully, he still got to keep his good old friend Pete Soprino. <laughs> But you need six to a give him the restaurant and b show him mourning Adrian. If you just skip to this one and his wife is long dead, you'd kind of be like, oh, like I feel like I missed something there. We did. It was called the sixth one. We saw that exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. We saw it in six. That's why so you they could have just done it in this one. <laughs> they could have easily done it in this one. It's like, oh, Rocky owns a restaurant and it's named Adrian's. Makes sense. That's exactly what they did in the sixth one. It's not that we didn't need to see it. In the sixth one, to get that idea. I mean, I could have gone straight from five to this one and be like, oh, Adrian passed away. <laughs> Shitty. Polly's dead, too. Like, all these people are dead. That's crazy. But it's the, the, I can see why Rocky wants to kind of just give up. That, I mean, it makes sense. You know, it seemed like he, he's, he somehow bought a restaurant with no money and named it Adrian. I mean, that's – or Adrian's. It's very touching and correlation of his wife. But I didn't need the sixth one to give me that idea <laughs> where he bought a restaurant and named it after his dead wife. I mean, I feel like that would be a lot to deal with in one movie that, that all of everyone died. <laughs> you end with Rocky five and just all of a sudden everyone's dead. <laughs> like, well, it can be because it would be 20 a lot years away. Yeah. Well, Cause what, when was that? That was what? 91, 92. When the fifth one came out, uh, 1990 was Rocky five, 90. All right. And this, when did Creed come out? Uh, 2015, 2015, so all right, 25 so, years. Yeah. So 25 years. That's a long time. But, I mean, it's not such a far-fetched number when you think that the one before this was in 2006. So you're looking at about 15 years then. So, I mean, you're adding 10 years. Yeah, I get it, but not even, like, nine years. So, I don't know. I just I didn't need the sixth one to tell me that Adrian died. I mean, I, yeah. like I said, there's a lot of cool callbacks in the sixth one. I like that Spider Rico's there, but I didn't need it. Yeah. I like that uh, Polly was back. That's cool. I like that they, you know, kind of tied up loose ends with Adrian. That's fine. Um, What was I getting at? I liked that they called back Little Marie. That was cool that she was still living in Philly. I just hated the relationship, especially knowing that that's not even a thing that exists in this world now. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing that pisses me off most about that movie now seeing this movie. (laughs) It just doesn't make any damn sense. He's okay with dying. Because he has nothing left because little Marie shouldn't have been in the sixth movie. <laughs> well, I mean, I get the impression that he just never was able to move on. So nothing ever happened with him and little Marie because he just didn't want to. He was fucking he's still in love with his wife. No, she's dead. And even if that's never. the case, that's fine. But it just seems like that was a friendship that could have gone not to like a relationship status, but at least kept going on as right. friends and there wasn't even mentioned this movie. <laughs> not, I even, mean, my, not, not even a little my, bit. My guess is they probably moved away. <laughs> like they probably, you know, something, maybe him giving her a job kind of, you know, turned things around for her eventually. And she was able to move, move away from Billy. Well, that's Creed. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's run through the best quotes of the movie. I don't have that many, but <laughs> I, mean, I did like most of it. Uh, when um, when they're talking in the restaurant and uh, Donnie asks kind of like, well, how did you beat him then? And he's like, well, time took him out. Time takes everybody out. 
Yeah, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, bring back everything that ever hurt you. All the pain inside. That's good. Uh, the whole kind of their mantra of this movie. The no pain of this movie, if you will. One step, one punch, one round at a time. Yeah, that was the big, big line in this movie. They said it yeah. constantly. I like that. That's pretty catchy. And then, of course, Rocky's big speech in the gym. You see this guy here? Points in the mirror. That's the toughest opponent you're ever going to have to face. A black man. I believe that's true in the ring, and I do believe that's true in life. <laughs> mm. Which I like that because it kind of harkens back to uh, Rocky IV when they're having, like, he's talking to Apollo in the screening room, and they're watching that movie, and he's just like, are you sure that... I don't think you're really trying to fight the Russian. Are you sure maybe this fight isn't more like you against you? Kind of symmetry there. <laughs> symmetry. One of the last things he told the big creed. You know, he's telling to little creed. Big creed. <laughs> Not baby creed, but adult creed. <laughs> um, so you want to go best one is uh, the one step one punch, one round at a time. Yep, I like that one a lot. Yeah, it's a good catchphrase. You could sell the Cosby show with that. Yep. <laughs> Sweaters. <laughs> Sweaters. <laughs> Sweaters make your day go better. <laughs> Sweaters. All right. Well, I guess we'll talk a little Weird Al real quick here. We are up to the 1991 album, Off the Deep End. <laughs> These are some good quality songs. Okay. So I think we're, we'll be in good shape. Except for one of them. One of them is just trash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you give me that face. All right. Well, this first one, this one's got some work for you because it's another style parody. So you got to try to guess who this is a style parody of. Give you a hint. This one's fucking easy. <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard. Okay. But this is a song called Trigger Happy, and it's a, basically a song about guns and people who love guns, <laughs> like you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that's a lie, but here it is. It is. Oh, I accidentally shot Daddy last night in the den. Shot Daddy in the den. Mistook him in the dark for a drug-crazed Nazi again Drug-crazed Nazi again Now why'd you have to get so mad? It was just a lousy flesh wound, Dad You know I'm trigger-happy, trigger-happy every day Oh, I still haven't figured out the safety on my rifle yet Little Fluffy took around, better take him to the vet I filled that kitty cat so full of lead We'll have to use them for a pencil instead Well, I'm trigger happy, trigger happy every day Oh yeah, I'm trigger, trigger happy Yes, I'm trigger, trigger happy Trigger, trigger happy Yes, I'm trigger, trigger happy Trigger, trigger happy Yes, I'm trigger, trigger happy Watch out, punk, or I'm gonna have to blow you away. That was a long clip. Right. <laughs> it was. They gotta be long, so you know that they're alive. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Now, do you, can you figure out who the, that was a style parody of? Um, the only thing I can think of is Uncle Jesse or John Stamos or the Beach Boys or Uncle Jesse or John Stamos or the Beach Boys. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You win. Except that it was Uncle Joey. <laughs> he stole it from them. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> uh, good job. Good job. I'll give you props for that. Uh, next up is a little love song called I Was Only Kidding. When I said that I'd be faithful, when I promised I'd be true, when I swore that I could never be with anyone but you, when I told you that I loved you with those tender words I spoke, I was only kidding. I like that one. I like that a lot. Is that a style parody <laughs> as well? Uh, nope. Oh, okay. I think the, the first one was the only one on this one. I don't know what style that was technically. I was going to say meatloaf. <laughs> it's like gospel then turns into rock. Yeah, I could almost see meatloaf. That would make some sense. <laughs> That's a good song. Um, I like that one. Next up, this is a song that I feel like is an homage to a Monty Python bit. Uh, it's called When I Was Your Age. It's basically about an old man, you know, kind of complaining about kids today and how they don't know fucking how hard we had it when we were kids, that kind of thing. That's like old people like me. to do. <laughs> yeah. There was a Monty Python bit where they basically did this. And I feel like a lot of these jokes are very similar, like so similar that Weird Al knew of that bit. <laughs> and maybe this was an homage. Otherwise, he was straight steel. But it is definitely different as well. Um, so here it is, when I was your age. Chris. 
right, a cool good one. Line. Yeah, I like it. Uh, this next one, not so good. <laughs> uh, this is a song called Airline Amy. Um, it's basically just like about falling for a stewardess. Uh, it seems like a song that some other band should have written, not like Weird Al, because it's just not very weird or it's not jokes so much as just, you know, surface references to airline things. <laughs> mm, okay. So it's like, well, it's like Jerry yeah. Springer's jokes. So, <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> or not Jerry so, Springer, Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld, sorry. <laughs> Jerry Springer does better jokes. <laughs> He's a joke machine. He's a real thinker. Look at these ladies. <laughs> Good one, Jerry Springer. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Met this pretty young student on a non-stop flight. Seat and it was love at first sight. Now lately I've been flying to all kinds of places that I never really wanted to go. Cause I'll do anything just to spend a little time with the cutest flight attendant I know. Whoa, you set my ever-loving heart on fire. Airline Amy. Tell me I'm your favorite frequent flyer. See, I don't think there's like any jokes in that one. That hurts my head. It's like Jerry Springer <laughs> jokes in there. <laughs> Not even Maury Povich jokes. Those no. are quality. Like Rose O'Donnell <laughs> jokes. <laughs> but at least we're ending on a strong one with another love song, a Weird Al classic, if you will, called You Don't Love Me Anymore. An amazing, amazing music video. Yep. <laughs> and a great, great, great song as well. This is going to be a tough um, one to beat. Uh, Airline Amy, though. I mean, it is neck and neck, <laughs> neck really. neck and neck, yeah. <laughs> I knew that we were having problems when you put those piranhas in my bathtub again You're still the light of my life Oh darling, I'm begging Won't you put down that knife? You know I even think it's kinda cute The way you poison my coffee Just a little each day I still remember the way that you laughed When you pushed me down the elevator shaft Oh, if you don't mind me asking What's this poisonous cobra Doing in my underwear drawer Sometimes I get to thinking You don't love me Slam my face down on the barbecue grill Now my scars are all healing But my heart never will 
place to cut it. Uh, to me, that song is kind of a style parody of like more than words by extreme. Uh, I feel like that's the closest version you know, of that song. It's kind of those like early nineties hair metal band ballad type things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, man, this, I mean, to me, this song is probably going to win everything. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. lie. Like it's it is going to be chance. very difficult to beat this song. Cause almost every single line is gold in this, <laughs> this song. So I don't know. Like this is part of the about her making it with a whole hockey team. Yeah. <laughs> It's just so many great things in the song. It's all just gold. So I don't yeah. know. I mean, this one and probably uh, the night when Santa went crazy is like, man, those two are up there for me. So we'll yeah. see what happens. I already know. Okay. So yeah, that one's definitely going in. Um, Airline Amy not going in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so the other three, I mean, the other three are all really strong. Put two and three in there. That's the first one I can do without. The Beach Boys one. Oh, Trigger Happy. I love Trigger Happy. It's so funny. I hate guns, though. <laughs> I know, but that, that's what makes the song so funny. <laughs> he shot his dad because he thought it was a drug-crazed Nazi. <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, which one do you want to poop out, then? Um, Man. I don't know. Just know that you're pulling your pants down and pooping on someone's chest right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a normal Sunday night for me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess I'd have to put when I was your age as the one out. Oh, yeah, that one I could poop out, too. It's good, but just not quite in there. Yeah, no, the second one I definitely want to keep in there. That one's funny. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's a really good topic for a song. <laughs> But yeah, okay, we'll keep okay. the stupid trigger happy. Well, that trigger happy, and uh, I was only kidding, and uh, you don't love me anymore. Those will be you our winners for the week. don't love me anymore. Bam, bam, bam. All right. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. Do you have any uh, board games you'd like to discuss this Boy, week? Boy, do I not. I have been so busy. I have not <laughs> done any board games. I know we played, I played some, I think, last Sunday. Um, yeah, it was, it was last Sunday night, surprisingly. I don't even know how I was able to do it because of the snowstorm here. But, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, my, my buddy, uh, ended up coming out and getting his car stuck. He couldn't actually get his car out when he left. So we tried again the next morning. He had to stay over at my place, tried out the next morning and he still was stuck. So I had to go outside <laughs> to go push him because he doesn't know how to drive in the snow because nobody here does. So he'd like floor it, dig himself into the snow. I was like, dude, you gotta stop doing that. You just got to gain momentum, and then once you got it, don't stop. You stop, you're stuck again. Yeah. And he just kept stopping. I was like, dude, stop. You got to go. Just go. Why are you stopping? So we finally got him out of here. What did we play, though? <laughs> did he actually make it home, or you just yeah, never Yeah, no, he made it home. On? He made it home. He said that was great <laughs> advice, by the way, by not stopping. I, like, I know. <laughs> oh, not even at red lights. I just wouldn't do it. We played a lot of that Hoplomachus game, which is like that Roman, uh, Rome versus whatever poker chips game. Uh, man, we played a lot of. We played like three or four times that night because um, you could do like one versus one, or you could just do a co-op. So it could be like two people versus like two bosses. 
you can play a solo too where it's just you versus a boss, but you add a boss for every other person who's in. I think you can play up to three. But yeah, we played a two player versus the bosses, and that was unbelievably hard. And we and we won and we cheated. So um, <laughs> Yes. And then and then we played uh some Star Realms, which was really fun. And then I told him I was gonna plagiarize that and turn it into my own game. Uh I did talk to him about <laughs> this uh one game that I made once upon a time. Um, and he thought it was such a cool idea. Any guesses on which game I might be talking about? It was a game that I made. Mm, Death Trap. <laughs> nope. I'll give you Damn one it, more no guess. One ever that likes one. Death Trap. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that one. Um. Hmm. Oh man. Uh, I know so many good ones. There are. dreamscape yep you're right so i was oh uh, really yeah so uh he was asking me like what was one of my favorite projects to work on and i i kind of started with the whole youtube thing when i was telling him about like tcg news or whatnot and how i was trying to get a bunch of kids to kind of donate cards to make a like a community card game and i you know i told him you know it was one of the more fun projects that i did because there's just so many people turning in these random pieces of art and we just did we made a game basically that emulated a game that we made up when we played pokemon (laughs) back in the day and uh we didn't know how to play the actual game of pokemon so we just made our own rules and when i think i came up with the idea of dreamscape of course i talked to kevin and uh we uh we collaborated on an idea of like, well, why don't we just make the Pokemon game that we made back then, maybe <laughs> add a couple additional rules that actually made the game work towards the way mm-hmm. that we wanted to play. And then, um, you know, then we'll get the artwork from a bunch of people uh, that would donate it. And then that way they can order the game off of Game Crafter to really kind of play the game that we grew up playing, basically. Um, and it was it was fun. I really liked making that game. And I told him that we, I was working on the final wave, but I just no one it seemed like everybody kind of just died out and stopped donating art which was sad um but i yeah i, I, I remember do... there's still some leftovers but not really the highest of quality right it's kind of the ones that didn't make it into the other ones yeah there's <laughs> some of those that that did that um i was i went through them the other day because i was uh, i showed them all the cards that we did <laughs> some of them are so funny i, I completely <laughs> forgot like so many cards are just so great um i told him that your favorite <laughs> card was failure so you like <laughs> god uh, damn it you know I like, that card. if i had to go back and think to myself what are the most memorable memorable cards from the entire dreamscape series it would probably be rain burb, rain burb which was hilarious yeah uh, squiggly guys one. because of irony and i have to say failure mostly because <laughs> of your disdain for failure because <laughs> it's so damn funny damn it. <laughs> Can you think of another card besides the three that I just said? Keytark was another one. That's another oh, really yeah, Keytark. That was a good one. Yeah, but every time we think of Dreamscape, we always bring up failure. Yeah, abomination. <laughs> true. Yeah, there was a bunch of like there was a bunch of people who made Keytark. Uh, somebody made uh, Ink Beast. I forgot that they did a fan art version of that one. Yeah. Um, I still want to do my version of Ink Beast, but I'll never get it done. <laughs> you got to. I can't. It was just that one card you don't have to do a full wave <laughs> yeah. well I'll, that was the thing so like uh when i was talking to him about it and we looked at some of the old artwork 
from the fourth wave that never made it. I mean, I still got a few people who did turn in basically some some remnants of a fourth wave. It just obviously wasn't enough to even come close to making a fourth wave, which is sad. Uh, but I guess all in all, let me see if I have... Okay, so I have 51 items. I would probably say 30 of those are bad. <laughs> those are the ones that like I've gotten since set one all the way to now, and they just kept getting shifted down because they were either... Not bad as in like the art was bad. I almost put in everything, and failure is a, a great right. example of that. I put in – I mean it didn't matter how old you were. If you wanted to put some art on a card, I, I was more than happy to do it. But if you take a picture of something and then sent it to me and it was either too blurry or the image wasn't something that I can capture, that's where I had yeah. to draw the line because I couldn't actually use it in in the game then because uh, I couldn't crop anything out of it. Um, it was too blurry, mm-hmm. and it, I, I still wanted to make the game look somewhat. I'm not saying high quality, but we'll just say quality. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would say probably about 20 of them were good enough to probably be in it. Um, hmm. I don't know. That's not very many. That's yeah, it's not small many wave. I mean, Kevin and I would probably do a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we would probably, probably put in like five <laughs> each, five to ten each, to give it. Maybe thirty to thirty-five, maybe. But I mean, that, that that defeated the purpose. The whole, the cool, coolest part about this game was having all these in, insane images from everybody else that really made this game like really pop. Just like, because even uh, my buddy was saying uh, his name's Pitts, stupid Pitts. Um, <laughs> he, even he was saying he's like, the coolest part about this is the the crazy array of like the art. It could be from something from markers to crayon to color pencils to digital to pixelated to whatever. People did mm-hmm. it and it made it into this game. And I was like, yeah, that was the cool part. It was just like these dream ideas. And it, that's what it represented was these dreams that people may or may not have had. But at least in their way, that, that was something that they thought of that was really cool. Yeah, some of these are really cool, but some of them are just just shit. <laughs> just, just pure and utter shit. Just ass. <laughs> um, yeah. But the one that I wanted to get in here for sure was the Rainburb finale. Because oh. that guy, the guy who made Rainburb did Rainburb one, two, three, <laughs> and then he created one more that never made it in. Damn. He didn't even get to make Mecha Rainburb. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but yeah, Dreamscape Something. is one that I got to talk about and kind of rekindle last weekend, which was cool because I haven't looked at those cards in forever and some of them were so damn good. That is a fun game, and yeah, there really were some good-looking cards. Some of it was like, wow, I can't believe someone actually did this. I know. Some of so them good. were amazing. Even some of the fan arts of the ones that like, like either you and I did or somebody else did, Like somebody made them almost better. Yeah. <laughs> or in some cases, definitely better. It's crazy. It's just crazy how <laughs> well people could draw. <laughs> and then do say, a fan hey, art for failure. This is going to be a oh. piece of sh- poo. Can no. I take a picture of and it'll still be it. better? I couldn't do that. <laughs> Failure is a good card too. I can't remember all the rules in the game. Um, I was like trying to like look at the cards and for some reason I didn't attach the rule book to any of it. Um, so like I was like, oh shit, I don't even remember how to play this damn game. Um, but I guess oh, it wasn't shit. a rule book. It was just a I, – I remember how to play the game, but there was like keywords. Like kamikaze was a keyword and I wanted to put oh, that yeah. in there because uh, – you remember in like worms 
they had the kamikaze mm-hmm. attack, and I was like, yeah, that, that that was the reason why I used the word kamikaze in there instead of like self destruct or whatever. Nice, um, That's awesome. There was bleed. What the hell did bleed do? Bleed. Enemy does um, minus like you one lose damage. One life a turn or something like that. Towards your dream. Enemy does minus one damage. Oh no, you would lose one damage. Burn would lose one life each turn. Oh yeah. Okay. Enemy dream cannot attack with stun. Life siphon. Enemy dream loses one life, and your dream gains one life up to max life each turn. Confuse. Enemy must roll an odd number prior to attacking, or enemy dream damages itself. And then there was the weird keywords that I included on a, a reference card, a second reference card that had uh, the stuff about nightmares. Then there was the bracket abilities that had buff, which was cool. You may discard the card with buff to add that dream's uh, life and base attack to the in-play dream's life and base attack. So basically you're just adding to it, which was pretty cool. Uh, Kamikaze, you may discard the card with Kamikaze to do direct damage to the enemy dream, equaling the Kamikaze dream's life. There cannot be another ally dream in play when using a dream with kamikaze so basically you couldn't like uh use it at the end of the game where you had like one guy left or at the end of the round where you had one guy left and i played an ally then threw in a kamikaze it had to be it couldn't be just like the last card either because then you wouldn't oh yeah you'd be you'd be out (laughs) yeah but yeah man we should play that game again i forgot how cool dreamscape was yeah i'm down that game was great Man, all right. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Playing it, where was I playing that? I was playing against like Danielle and Lacroix somewhere. Yeah, maybe because I remember Megan calling me up and saying these cards looked horrible. I said that was the point; they were drawn (laughs) by kids. (laughs) She was not having it. I know. I couldn't believe how angry she was. I was like, Jesus, you have a heart. These kids are like, she's like, have some standards. <laughs> I say have a heart. She says have some standards. Um, that's probably because you showed her failure and just failure. Like, oh, Pete made this terrible game. It's just got this horrible card in it. <laughs> I think it was it went beyond just failure. Like she was a harsh critic of many. A yeah, card. I know. I remember her being very angry. At most of them. <laughs> Even that bookworm character literally was just on a piece of paper, and it's just a bunch of lines that formed a worm but then i just kept the paper in there anyways it was so like it shouldn't have belonged but because it was the only card that did that i was like nah fuck it i'm just gonna throw it in (laughs) i was like all right yeah just be different i guess yeah good enough (laughs) if you're different the only thing i really wanted to do with the fourth wave is add that that uh new the new type drama yeah i really want to i don't think we ever fully figured out what was going to be in drama yeah well (laughs) it's so hard to figure out like how do you make a creature it's gonna be drama yeah that was the hard thing so i think what the idea was is we were just going to basically make most of the fourth wave drama and it could have been anything because anything could be dramatic (laughs) so we were trying to use that in effect of like uh when you would put the drama card out there it would become a typing of whatever you wanted, but it couldn't change. And that's what made it dramatic. So you could put one out there that looked like comedy, but you could make it technically horror or whatever, um, but it wouldn't change after that. So once you announced what what that type would become, it would have that weakness and that strength for the, the entirety of its time during that round, I think is what how drama was supposed to play as. That sounds, that sounds familiar. I'm pretty sure that's how it was supposed to go. 
because I huh. I know I did the card art for it. It was pink, which was obviously that's perfect for drama. Um, and then <laughs> where it says strength and weakness, I had question marks there because I think I'm pretty sure it was you. You picked what it was, and then it could not change from what that was while it's while it was during that round, basically. But yeah, hmm. most of the cards in the fourth wave were supposed to be drama because they could have been drama or anything because we couldn't just figure out like Holiday. Holiday was the new one in the third set and it was really hard to do because then everybody was forced, not everybody, but so many more people were forced to do Holiday cards to throw in this yeah. theme. So it was just like, oh God, we're like forcing this theme down people's throat. Um <laughs> So we had so many people turn in the holiday stuff for the third wave. And then you and I worked a lot on them because we were trying to Mm -hmm. fill it out a little bit more. Um, Yeah, the the holidays no one wanted. Yeah, those are like the the cards that nobody (laughs) wants to play with. And their strength was – man, I think the strength and the weakness was both holiday. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think that was the only thing because everything else was a complete circle. Yeah. So it all had to be. Let's see, Bomb Bunny. Yeah, the strength and the weakness was uh, both holidays. So they were really good against holiday cards, but they were also really bad against holiday cards. So <laughs> I just I guess it depended you gotta, on. Gotta be careful what you were trying to do. But yeah, uh, this was an amazing game. I I should just try to shit out a, a fourth and final wave. I don't know if I can get anybody in the community to even do stuff, but I'm sure I could probably get like people. Around me, I can even probably get like Sean's kids to draw pictures or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, get Pitt to do it. And see yeah, Pitt said he. Now. Yeah, Pitt said he would do it. <laughs> um, he would draw a couple of pictures, um, which would be cool. It's just more people with more art. Yeah. Oh man, I'm down. Yeah, makes so new nice. ones. <laughs> I, I have to throw Kid Nitro in there too, and it's yes. not because I want to. It's because I have Heat Stroke and I have Sinister Sickle in there. And never Kid Nitro oh, because they were he wasn't a thing until I started learning how to do more and more pixel art. Damn. Then so, we got to have Dr. Milk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shit. Uh, he'll be drama. Kid yeah. Nitro's got to be uh, action, though. I think the other two are action, too, though. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I like the way that we did the, the theming doctor. in there, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, was just, it wasn't like... Like, uh, fire and water and earth. It was comedy same and types, horror. Eight million times. Genres. Yeah. That was so smart of us. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm shocked that that happened, but it was just the most fitting because you remember we were trying to, like, we did comedy and it's so many people turned in food. And we're like, oh, we should just do a food genre. But then we're like, there's not enough comedy. So we just threw the food into the comedy and it just, that filled the <laughs> comedy out like crazy. And we're like, all right, perfect. And everything just worked out really well in that game. And everything cycled really into the weaknesses and the strengths really well as well. So I don't know. That was such a fun game. And it's not overcomplicated by any means. Um, and you can make really <laughs> cool decks that could still technically be random because it is best two out of three technically. And you could just have a really good – it was so balanced too because you remember it's like whoever went first almost always won. But mm-hmm. it seemed like it, – I don't know. I don't think I've ever beaten you in that game now that I'm thinking about it. I think you still have – Yeah, maybe once. Uh, there might have been like one time. <laughs> but it can't be. But it's underpants. kind of the opposite of when we play Mega Man Pixel Tactics. <laughs> That's true. I like that. Lay down the spankings in that game. <laughs> but yeah, it's. it's uh, I like Dreamscape. We should definitely play that again soon. Yeah, I agree. That'd be fun. Um, I, I think, agree. I think we might be good, though. Yeah. 
I did want to mention um, Resident Evil 2. Uh, we promised a couple of weeks ago that we would talk about the, the remake of Resident Evil 2. Mm, yes. Um, I had fully completed one run all the way through with both Claire and Leon, and I'm now just about done with the Leon first run, and then I'll just have to do the Claire second run. Um, which they honestly, like, I don't know, the first run and second run don't seem to be all that different. <laughs> it's kind of the only bone I have to pick with the game is that, like, it's a very great game, I would say. Uh, I really like what they did with it. It's way more it's way more playable than the old one is at this point because like i said the fixed camera angles and stuff and the old one were just hard to deal with this one is way more fun it's way more fluid uh, i love everything about it i just wish that the differences between the scenarios were a little greater i seem to remember them being that way when i was a kid and i played the original but i could be totally wrong about that <laughs> But even if it wasn't that way back then, I would still have liked them to up that now. Um, just because, like, some of the boss fights are, like, exactly the same and, like, in the same area and that kind of thing. And, like, they'll change the – they'll, you know, cause big damage to the surroundings. And then that, you know, you did the, it causes the same damage in the second scenario that already happened in the first one. It's like, how does that make sense? This is supposed to be what this character was doing at that same time. Oh, like, yeah. How are they doing it? all the same things at the same time <laughs> like that's weird like, if sure. i break the ladder in this one shouldn't it be broken then in the next one kind of thing but instead of you break it again <laughs> how's that same ladder getting broken again rejuvenation <laughs> but other than that it's really it's great uh they really did great job porting it um the the uh, they, there's a cut in each scenario there's a part where you have to play as a different character. Um, this was like that in the original as well. But I feel like those parts are so much harder in this one. Uh, in the Claire scenario, you get to play as Sherry, who's like this little girl. So unfortunately, she doesn't have any weapons. Um, you're kind of just hiding from this corrupt police chief. Hmm. So you're just kind of trying to sneak around and like run away and fucking stuff like that which makes it kind of hard because you're just like you can't fight back or anything and basically if he spots you you're fucking done for <laughs> so that's kind of tricky and then with the uh, leon scenario you're playing as ada wong who is a current character that's kind of come up ever since resident evil 2 um and she's got this like special gun that lets you see things in kind of like infrared and you can like see electronics oh. and like hack them with this little gun. And so it leads to all these scenarios where you're kind of looking in the walls for where the wiring goes and looking for things you can turn on and off. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's not my favorite part of it by any means. <laughs> oh, especially since some of them you have to do in quick order. Like at one point you're locked in like an incinerator and you have to like turn off these three things in a very short amount of time, you have like a minute to fucking do all these switches and fucking turn all this shit off. Oh. And it took me a couple of times to try to figure out where the fuck I'm supposed to be pointing this thing at. <laughs> but I mean, it's interesting. It's definitely, you know, it keeps it interesting. I guess they had different little things you could do. The game is um, scary. You forgot. To yes. Mention it's very scary. <laughs> it is very scary. Oh, by the way, the, uh, they have a tyrant uh, called Mr. X in this game who will just show up and chase you and fucking look room to room till he finds you. Like, And he's pretty much invincible. You can, like, stun him briefly, but then he'll just get back up and come after you again. So you can't actually kill him, kill him. Uh, so he's fucking terrifying. And apparently 
like I've heard that there is a mod that you can actually get now, which I want to find where you can get this, and I want to get it, where basically it'll turn it on whenever he's near instead of the normal scary music and fucking loud footsteps. It'll play fucking X gonna give it to you <laughs> by DMX. And I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> I want that so hard. <laughs> It'll probably be less terrifying, but it's pretty great. It'd probably so, still just be oh. as terrifying, because if you're playing the game and then you hear that song, you know what's about to happen. You know he's going to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it's a very fun game. I highly recommend it. Um, I believe there's some kind of a... Uh, DLC coming out very soon with the Ghost Survivors or something. And I believe it's free, which is cool. Oh, that's great. So I don't have to pay for money. <laughs> that's the kind of price I like. <laughs> free for a game <laughs> I already paid for. Perfect. <laughs> uh, also, before we go, I wanted to mention a couple of CDs that came out recently. Um, one which I know you'll be interested in, and one maybe you might be interested in. Oh. Uh, just this Friday... Melancholy or Melancholin, <laughs> the band of many names, came out with a new CD uh, called SOS. Hmm. It's pretty good. Uh, I don't like it as much as the last one. Uh, there's nothing like overly wrong with it. It's just the songs don't kind of stand out as much to me. Yeah. But there are some very good ones. Um, overall, pretty good. Uh, I would definitely check that out. Yeah. And last weekend, uh, Kevin Smith's daughter, Harley Quinn Smith, she is in a like a bubblegum pop band, uh, like bubblegum like pop punk, I guess you would call it, uh, called The Tenth. Uh, and they came, came out with a new album last weekend, and he was promoting it on Facebook and that kind of thing. So I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. Like, didn't really go in with, but you know, much in the way of hopes. Uh, um, but honestly, I really ended up kind of liking it. Hmm. It's pretty solid. It's um, called The it Tenth. Kind, yeah, The Tenth. Uh, like the date. Oh, yeah, okay. apparently they formed the name is just kind of, I don't know, it's kind of a lame name. Apparently they formed the band on like February 10th of whatever year or something. So they called the band the 10th. It's like, well, that's very uncreative. <laughs> well, nobody else has done it. So <laughs> a little more thought into that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's it's all right. But uh, the album's called Dunes um, and it's really honestly pretty good uh there's two singers of which harley quinn smith is one of them uh honestly the other one i think i like a little bit better she's kind of got like a higher you know more feminine type voice whereas kevin smith's daughter is kind of like the lower voice like sultry one i guess um she's not bad though at all like she's pretty good i feel like the mixing on the songs that she sings could be a little bit better like her vocals since they're a little bit lower and like you know just a little bit lower in the vocal range. You don't, they don't pop quite as, as much. <laughs> yeah. So they could probably just turn that up a little bit. Hmm. Uh, but overall, I really did like the songs. The first song on the album is probably the worst one, which is kind of a bad choice. Uh, that's probably not my favorite, but it gets steadily better from there. And I really ended up liking it. Is so there a standout out, song? Um, honestly, there's a lot of them. Goodbye. Chelsea is a good one for, uh, for the Harley Quinn Smith songs. Um, the other ones, oh man, look this up real quick. Can't remember the names, but I've been getting more like, and more into aviators, man. That howling at the moon album is just so damn good. I can see that. 
Once uh, I got past that one song that I didn't like as much, like I was like, man, some of this stuff is pretty good, oh especially the instrumentals. The instrumentals are great. Oh, God. Howling at the Moon gets stuck in my head so bad. And that's the song you don't even like that much. But my God, that song gets wedged in my head like nothing, like nobody else. Is. It's crazy, man. <laughs> damn. It's good. And I mean, damn. Yeah, I saw Ghost is really good. I definitely recommend that song. Hymns and Hieroglyphs, I think, was a good one. Honestly, most of the songs are pretty damn good. Um, they're uh, they're really good and catchy, and like they kind of remind me of like a '90s band, even though they're fucking you know, girls are like 19 years old and barely remember the '90s. They have a very '90s sound. Um, apparently, I guess Harley Quinn's like a big fan of um, Hole. <laughs> And she like really loves Courtney Love, which is probably not a great choice. No, but <laughs> but they kind of remind me of like a young, young Brooke Assault from oh, the nineties. No. That's kind of <laughs> it's kind of what they uh, what they sound like to me. Um, I really liked Brooke Assault, and I like this style of music. So it's uh, it's I would definitely check that out if you're into it. Hmm. And yeah, I have to listen to it. Songs are kind of interesting. Like they end in weird places a lot of the times. Not like the place you would expect. They're just kind of like oh. Song's over. <laughs> Keeps you on your toes. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I'll probably give them a listen. I've been trying to find some. Yeah, it's on Spotify. So. My favorite. I love Spotify. <laughs> I do. I like it a lot. All right, cool. Well, I think that's about it. Um, hmm. Can I add anything else? I don't think so. I played that Ali Ali game. Yeah? It's Is it okay. great? It's okay. Oh. It's uh, it's addictive, but I wish it had the same controls as Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I mean, oh, my problem is, is like the controls are slightly, well, not slightly. They're very different. So like the the A button, uh, you have to press every time you land, and it's to like replicate hmm. like trying to keep your balance. So like if you press it when you're just about to land, you get what is called a perfect, and that gives you a better score. If you press it, I don't know, just you know, a couple inches above where you land or feet or whatever, and then you get, like, an okay, and then there's a sloppy and stuff like that. Um, so you got to press A right when you're about to land, every time you land. Um, you can hmm. always press back in A to start doing a manual, and the same aspect applies. The closer you are to the ground and you press it, you get you can get a better score, a perfect. Um, grinding hmm. is the thing that I hate the most in this game. So oh, if, every time you want to jump, you hold down on the thumbstick, which I'm not completely against. That, that's fine. That's almost like holding A down in Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I'm okay with holding down because you're always, you're always doing a forward momentum. You're always going forward okay. because you're on th- these downhills. So holding down is fine. But then you got to jump and you do your tricks, which I'm not a fan of because I'm, I'm so used to pressing X to do my tricks, the street tricks. So mm-hmm. you press up or just let, let go of the analog stick or you can like – spin it to do a different trick so like all your tricks happen with the analog stick still huh. i'm not completely against that that's fine because i'm already holding down on it so to just release it and like make a motion on it kind of like a street fighter style like a quarter turn or a half turn oh or whatever. yeah quarter circle this way yeah it does one thing quarter exactly circle the other way. so that's not bad i'm not against that i mean i'd still like it to just be x but i'm already holding down on the thumbstick not a big deal but to grind i have to hold down again so you come down on the rail and you hold down on the button. So like every time I'm like – it's confusing because I hold down when I'm, like when I'm about to jump. So it's like when you're holding down – like I said, when you're holding A in Tony Hawk, 
you're holding down, and then when I'm about to jump, I flick up. And that's when mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, riding on the skateboard. But then I got to do the same thing when I'm grinding. So I got to hold down continuously. As soon as I let go of that, then I'm already jumping and trying to do something else. So you have to completely hold down. So you're always just holding down on the thumbstick, always holding down. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's, it's every a little second. annoying. The only thing that's finally brought a little bit of light to the game, which has gotten very addictive, <laughs> is when they decided – because they're sh- slowly showing you how to do different controls, and they finally taught, taught me how to do a manual. And that gets me out of holding down the whole time because now I'm just back to holding uh, B and back so I could do the manual. So it's like, oh, now I'm not holding down the whole time. It's just like, all right, now manual, all right, grind. But I will say the best part about this game is trying to get those combos, man. It's difficult because you got all these <laughs> hazards in the way. So you're like grinding and then you, la- you see some flatlands, so you're manualing. And then you see some spikes and you're like, I got to jump over spikes. And then you got to hurry up and manual again. So you're trying to get all these like combos and tricks still. Oh, man, that's the fun part. Damn. But, because then you could always like do a quick restart to start the level over, and you do that quite often because when I have like a, a 36 combo going up, you know, 36 times <laughs> combo, and then I fall, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> starting so over. I got to start over. <laughs> and it reminds me, that's the part that reminds me of Tony Hawk because I used to do the same thing, and that's yeah. how I got better in Tony Hawk. It's like, shit, I fucking fell. <laughs> starting all over. <laughs> So then you start all over and you're trying to do these different tricks because they got different rails and different levels and the way that you kind of lift off on these ramps and stuff like that are really cool. So I enjoy the game a lot. It is very different from Tony Hawk, but the combos is what brings me back into the mindset of Tony Hawk. And that's what I liked a lot about it is trying trying to build that combo up within a minute or two or two minutes or something like that. So it is a lot of fun. Are there uh, like things like Tony Hawk where you got to collect letters and do all kind of little missions um, mini missions or is it just trying yeah. to get as many points as you can yeah so every single level that you do has five uh like goals that you're trying to get some of them have to do with getting a certain combo some of them have to do with getting doing certain tricks some of them have you do not i think almost every single one in, in the first like world we'll just call it the first world there's like five levels to each world in the first world uh, one of the goals in each level was uh don't land one sloppy move and it and at oh, first, that's really hard to sure. do because you're learning how to play the game. Now I could do it almost always because I'm nice. always just manualing. So I don't really, I, I'm always paying attention to try to manual, which means I'm not really paying attention to the, just the, the landing um, anymore. Uh, so I'm I'm okay with that. Um, but now it's like some of the combos that they watch, <laughs> it's just crazy. And I don't know all the <laughs> tricks. I wish that the tricks goals weren't there because, like, how am I going to remember which trick to do what? I'm just trying to pay attention and not get hit by spikes or shopping carts. <laughs> there are some things that you can collect. Um, they're called uh, – depending on what tricks you are, you're doing. So, like, some of them, uh, the check marks, it's like these little things that will spin around kind of like the tapes or the letters. Um, but you have to do a certain thing through them. So like if I want to get this certain one, I have to be manualing. Or if I want to get this one, I have to be grinding. So um, and, and they'll change color on depending on what it's telling you to do. Like the orange ones are manual or the grinding ones are like a, like a bluish. So it's like, oh, there's that thing. I got to get onto the rail and grind. Um, so it, it's a really fun game. I really like it a lot. I like the obstacles in there because you'll <laughs> like – like, and it, it's crazy. So the one on the Switch – uh, came with two games. It came with Ali Ali and then Ali Ali Two, Ooh. where Ali Ali was like a eight bit style, like pixelated style, and then the other one's more of like a like voxel based. Not so much, no, not voxel based, but like um, kind of like I don't really know how. It's a different art style, but it's in the exact same controls. Mm. So um, both of them really oh, really that's fun. Cool. Um, and I, I, I've I've had some fun every night. I've been playing it, and I just get I end up staying up way late 
staying up longer than I should be. <laughs> Just grinding manually. That's a sign of a good game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Ollie Ollie. But other than that, well, I, I guess uh, we should figure out what we're going to do next week on this show. <laughs> yeah, um, I think you and I will talk offline to just kind of figure that out because Creed 2 has not hit Amazon yet, so there's nothing for me to rent. So we'll have to figure out exactly what we're I believe do. it comes out very, very early in March, like the first couple of days of March. Um, I'm going to try and buy it on Blu-ray as soon as possible, and usually those things come with like a free digital copy, so I can send you the code or whatever, and then you can get it that way yeah um, so it just should just give us i think one week of kind of you know i don't know <laughs> yeah and I, I think next weekend i'm gonna try not to work anyways just so i can get, catch a break even though i mean the weekend before i was stuck in the snow but uh i think next weekend i'm gonna try to catch a break especially with everything that's going on anyway so um okay so one way or another we'll come up with an idea we'll try to knock out a podcast and uh even if it's just a bracket or something somewhere yeah, yeah, we can do that. All right. Or just watch another movie Sounds that good, has huh? nothing to do with the series and just talk about it. Like A yeah. Talking Cat. Did you see that movie yet? <laughs> I have not seen it yet. I'm waiting for, for a special occasion. Mm, maybe this is it. This could be the special occasion. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I wonder if he talks. <laughs> oh, he talks. I saw a review of it, and it's just beautiful. Thank you, John Tron, for enlightening next, us all. Next week, Trolls 2. Oh, yeah, I would do Trolls 2. <laughs> we'll figure out a bad movie to watch, probably, and just talk about it. All righty. Well, I think that's it for the old original Janksters. I'm Peter Jank. That's Kevin Jank. And as always, remember to flip that tip. And have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening. Promotional support. Bye. <laughs> oh. oh.